What's poppin'? This is the part where we play the 51-yard pass from Goff to Brock Wright, except we're not like everyone else. We didn't bother. The Lions are 7-7. Seven and seven. It's never been so exciting to be 500 in the NFL. They're in the hunt. 500 is a good record in the NFL. When you start out 1-6, it's really good. There's no hotter team, is there? No. They're they're pretty good. They're a pretty good team. I really believe that. You know what? They're just fun too. Yeah, I I really were... I mean having the show on HBO before the season, Hard Knocks, yeah. was a real really got me fired up. I was already fired up. But anyway, we're in the deals at D.com studios. I'm sure Eli will tell us why we're wrong. And the holidays can be expensive, and credit card interest rates are the highest they've been since 1996. Hall Financial is here to help you become debt-free. Getting a cash-out refi from Hall Financial is a great way to use the equity in your home to pay off high-interest credit card debt. This could come up in January or February when those Christmas bills come up, too. There's a five-minute free mortgage review with Hall Financial. It's all it takes to get you and your family in a better position for the holiday season or after when the bills come due. Get the money you need now with a cash-out refi from Hall Financial, 866-CALL-HALL, or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. And we were uh, struggling, as Joe Namath once said, struggling Mm -hmm. to get Eli's Zoom link (laughs) from Florida, and miraculously, after uh, (laughs) the heat was put on to just get on the phone and call us, Suddenly, Eli, I think it made his brain work harder. <laughs> Could be mistaken. Dr. Yaldo presents Say It My Way. An Eli Zarek production. Man, that was an exciting game. Right down to the, God, you had the fourth and 18, and they got 19. Uh, yep. <laughs> they did it twice. They had fourth and eight, to, and they had third and 19, and they had That's four, right. fourth and eight. No, did they have two fourth? It was it fourth times, both 19 and 18, and they I got it. I think it was third and 18, I believe. Wait, th- okay, I did make notes on that last drive. That's right, yeah, because uh, they, were, yeah. they were out of time. It was third down. They got 22 yards to Garrett Wilson. I got to say this right out of the gate. I feel like, and I, I don't understand this for the life of me, because I'm sitting at home. I feel like there's so many coaches that don't know when to call timeout. They don't. How could you leave that game with a timeout left and have to attempt a 58-yard field goal when they could have had three more plays, two more plays? If they called timeout when there were 53 seconds left instead of gathering and and 33 seconds, and then he throws the long ball, which eats up about five. I mean, wasn't were you guys thinking the same thing I was? I'm surprised they didn't call timeout. uh, But three timeouts with 25 seconds left, you're kind of giving yourself, what, two extra plays there? I, you know, yeah, not really. Yeah, There's but, barely but enough time for three if, plays. If you're going to waste it by throwing a long, long, long pass, which is going to eat up, you know, another eight seconds. Yeah, it's not. I mean, not a good, not a good idea. But they had first you down at like the 50 yard line with 53 yeah. seconds left, and they let the clock run down to 33 before they called, got the play yeah. going. I, I think it was two shows ago. The same thing. You were just puzzled as to why they mismanaged the clock, whether it's a Michigan game or a Lions game. And I had no answer. And then I thought it over. I said, you know, on every single play in a game, there's three or four mistakes that are made. Things go wrong constantly at the speed of the game. And I guess coaches make the same mistakes. The game is like players screw up three or four. In fact, near the end there, they they grabbed number uh, 17 and didn't call that pass interference on the Lions. There's mistakes by the players, mistakes by the officials, and mistakes by the coaches all game long. And that's the only explanation I have for the continual way that we sit at home and watch people mismanage the clock when these are the highest level coaches 
in the entire world, and they still make these mistakes. But we, we watch the two-minute drill over and over, and instinctively as fans, you know, oh, you got to use the timeout right here, right here. You know. Well, you just know. I, I, the only thing I can think they? of, I, I guess Salah, the, their head coach, who apparently is from Dearborn, as they mentioned, 3,000 times. I know, they mentioned it ad nauseum during that game. <laughs> My only guess is that he thought on first down, we want to save this timeout. We're going to catch him sleeping because we've beat them deep multiple times. I mean, he was open. It was just a terrible pass to Garrett yeah, Wilson. Well, well, yeah. He has a scatter arm. That that court, that Wilson arm, he did make some big plays. He had three long plays that kept him in the game. He's a scatter arm. You can see why he was an active the three previous games. He was the second pick in the draft, but he's just as wild as much as he manages to get. In, in fact, even the first touchdown pass where he rolled to his left and threw against the grain to the same tight end, Uzoma, I believe his name is, who caught the, the fourth and one touchdown. That pass was short, too, but the guy was wide open. So he's a scatter arm. He's questionable that he's ever going to work out as a number two pick. Like our number one pick, Jared Goff, <laughs> is now killing it. Yeah, it was not his best game, but I, when they needed it, you know, I, I would give a, a game ball to Ben Johnson because yep. I, this is what I was told is that yeah. Brock Wright actually intentionally dropped the first pass. He to dropped fool it the intentionally? On purpose, on purpose, so that he'd be more open on that final play. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> Jesus, thank you. I mean, thank they you. almost I was, seem that brilliant I, right now. I felt like for a second, I'm like, did he read this off Twitter that someone actually <laughs> believes this? No. But isn't that the sign of the game where Brock Wright drops that first down yeah. pass? They did manage to get a first down. And then on fourth and inches, he makes it. It's a brilliant play by Ben Johnson. They showed him and, confidence. Uh, Wright takes it all the way. Well, it's incredible. 51 yards. Yep. It al- almost seems like it. It's destiny for the Lions, doesn't there's, it? There's something about this team. There's just something about them. It you know what it is? Destiny. It's grit. <laughs> grit. <laughs> they start one and six. Now they're six and one. It's it's genuinely exciting. I'm, 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 you know, it was funny because last week after we ended the show and I go home and I see Brady getting clobbered uh, by, by, by the 49ers, I think it was, and I go, look at the difference. The season starts. Hey, Tom Brady, man, you know, he's he's the man. Suddenly he gets divorced. He falls into the crypto shit for FTX. Falls into the crypto shit. And then, and then his team sucks. And I go, and look at Goff. Gotta get rid of Goff. He starts one and six, and now he's praising him right and left. It's the, the, the reversal of fortune in sports. Is, is, is It's amazing all the time. Okay. Um, if the Lions had lost this game, there would be a lot to complain about. Mm-hmm. A yes. lot. The fourth and five and the, what was it, Badgley tried to kick a 54-yarder? Yeah. Didn't, uh, we, yeah. didn't you just know that was a terrible call? Yeah, I like it. No. <laughs> it was. Did yeah. anyone did anyone agree with that? Because they would have only be, gone up by six, I think. Right, it was thirteen ten. They would have been sixteen yes. ten. Yeah, so still one possession game on a long kick with low odds of making it. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really. They care believe for in that. them now, though. They you know they, they 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 didn't at first. Remember the first game Badgley kicked. Yeah. They, they didn't even try a field goal because they didn't trust him. <laughs> then he gets hot. They using him all the time, and now I think he can kick it through from every from anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that was too long in bad weather. I. I don't know. That was disappointing. And the first drive of the game, which as it turned out, you know, they got the punt return. So it didn't matter so much. But why do you run four straight times? I mean, I I hate that when you're on the six inch line and you've got a back that's on the six yard line and you're going to hand it off to him. I don't know. Sneak it. Right. And then then it's kind of a slow developing play. Yeah, it was slow. (laughs) Yeah, just sneak it and have everybody behind him and push him forward, since that's totally legal now. I don't, I don't understand why more more teams don't do that. And I feel bad complaining about anything because they're seven and seven now. But DeAndre Swift is driving me crazy. He's just driving me nuts. Yep. 
he's in his own world out there. <laughs> he really, he does. Is. He runs wherever. He, I mean, Brandon and I were talking about it before the game. It's like never is waiting for a hole. He just goes, "I'm going that way," and just takes off. <laughs> he doesn't know where the sticks are either. No he idea. Has no idea. Uh, he's very not very aware of what's going on in the field. It's he weird. doesn't know the ball's coming to him either. But he's got so much physical talent. It's like he I did not keep giving him the ball at times. Yeah. Uh, so okay, Eli, we're so excited. We won six out of seven. Do you feel good about them winning the last three games? Because last week, everyone, I listened to 97 won a lot last week. Everyone's like, yeah, they're going to win the last four games. I, I feel good. Although I heard Valenti was kind of really hedging his bets in the Jet game because of their defense. Mm-hmm. But there's so much belief in them winning the last four games, and that seems nuts to me. But I, I'm pretty confident about the last three. Are you confident they'll win the last three, Eli? Look who they're playing, no. Panthers, no. Bears, and Packers. All all very, very beatable. And I think two but, are, are two at home or two on the road? Only one home game left. Chicago. The, the, the Bears and the Packers can definitely beat the Lions. I, I don't, I'm not saying well, they I will. I think Carolina at home could beat the Lions, believe it or not. They could, yeah. The Lions have played bad on the road. The odds are that they're not going to win the last three. Yeah. But anything's in the realm of possibility. They, that, because they're all close games anyway. They do believe in themselves. I mean, there's just no way around. They do have that some that grit. Yeah. It's got to so, be the so stupid, but it seems to be true. <laughs> I know. And Ben They're Johnson <laughs> really does seem like he is the real thing. He hasn't, you know, the Penny Grim. Sewell call was like, oh, that was so cute, and he looks like a genius. But, I mean, today that was another great, great call on fourth and inches when you're sure they're going to go. And how many times have we said, just throw it here. They won't be expecting anything. Yeah, I mean, right. And right. we never do it. I mean, few teams do because it's six inches. But he made the ballsy call. It was right. Well, the, the other thing he does really well is he gets more than seven inches. he gets Aminra involved, <laughs> right? He gets the ball to him one way or the other. You know, handing it off to him, yeah. just moving him around in the field. That's he's your best guy on offense. Give that guy the ball. They, they and they're giving Goff a lot of time. The offensive line is good. They got very good receivers. I know you can complain about Swift, but they got a decent backfield. I, nobody knows why Swift doesn't play more. We really can't figure that out. But they, they, and the defense isn't great, but they manage to win games. They're just have there's there's a sense about them. I think you said it earlier, a self belief that they have, which makes the difference. When you mm-hmm. think you're a winner, is different. It's is you know the old the motivational thing is if you don't believe you can, you're right. You can't, yeah. and so they 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 believe they can, and it makes a difference. Golf, so. he's still not the quarterback. I don't care <laughs> what anybody says. <laughs> well, um, I think with Goff, he's he he's a he's a give him time, and he throws. Mm. I think almost as well as anybody in the league. That what they got to do is they got to draft a quarterback. They got four picks in the first two rounds. Let them tutor for a year or two under Goff. They're paying them $33 million. You can't dump them. I think they're on the right track. And mm. Goff will, will 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 lead them to where they can then be a good team. If, if, if this Brad Holmes is as good as he seems to be, Jeez. and the draft picks are as, as, as good as they've been, and they got four of them coming up, well, what the hell? I keep hearing that there's not a quarterback in this draft for us because – Really? Okay, the Bama guy's going real early, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. What about so Will, who's the guy? Will Levis from uh, Kentucky? I haven't seen him playing. See, I don't know these guys enough to say that. Yeah. I'm just repeat. I'm just repeating what I'm hearing. On 97-1. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I think it would be a great time to draft a quarterback. Except if Goff is playing really well, is this guy? Do you want a guy sitting on the bench for two years or until Goff mm. peters out? I mean, what if what if they draft 19 year old JJ McCarthy and let him? Work for a couple of years behind. It's not eligible. I, Isn't he only a yeah, sophomore? They can't draft him, yeah. can they? Well, he can't you after draft him years? after your sophomore year? No, he's got to do three years. He's no. not. He's not, he's a true sophomore, isn't he? 
Yeah. They can't yeah. they can't draft him, but the guy, that just seems so. so dumb, doesn't Can't they draft was he here in 2020? He was, he was. No, he was a true freshman last year. Yeah, yeah. So no, he's got yeah. one more year don't, left. Don't, don't you have to play two? It's just you have to complete your sophomore three three, three years. Three, three years. years. He could be a red shirt and play two years, yeah. and he could get out, yeah. or he could play three years and get out. But we not need another such bullshit. So crazy, it, isn't it? Listen, they changed the rules. Now they're allowing, they decided this weekend to let red shirt kids play in the bowl games. You know why? Because the regular, this is so incredible. So the, I'm thinking that this Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback for Purdue, mm-hmm. great quarterback. He's like 35 so, years old. Sixth year, he threw for 4,000 yards, 20 touchdowns. He decides he's not going to play. Now that would really upset, you'd think, the coach. But, oh, oh wait a second. The coach is leaving too. Yeah. He's going to Louisville. Yeah. So the freaking coach and the quarterback decide not to play in the Citrus Bowl, one of the biggest bowl games. So they change it. Well, let's let red shirts play now. So they Don't change the rules me, constantly to make it fit. And they should do that now with this NIL. Let guys go play pro if they want to. Yep. They could, you know, what they did in baseball, you could be 16 years old and make it to the major leagues. So how, how long no. can they stop guys from going to the NFL? Why isn't this in court? I mean, it has, it has been in court. It, uh, Maurice Claret and Mike Williams challenged. How could you it. lose that? I don't understand well, how I, you can lose I, that case. I don't know, but I, there's got to be a way I, to challenge it in a different manner. Right, right. Because because it's it, his college football is really pro football, and so it's more pretending. Well, you know, the NFL likes it too because because then they don't risk a lot of money on guys who who may not be ready yet. But it happens in basketball all the time. Oh, yeah. you know, it happens in baseball school. all the time. So, did you guys watch the Saturday games? Oh God, they were awesome. <laughs> Parts of the late ones. Yeah, I didn't see much of those. The Colts are up 33-0 at halftime and losing overtime. Uh, And Dalvin Cook had a great game. I think 95 yards rushing, 95 yards receiving. And that was an amazing comeback. Cousins threw for 460. The uh, Bills-Dolphins game was crazy. And the one that I was really most interested in, I wanted to see Deshaun Watson lose. (laughs) Too bad. And I got to tell you, he didn't play very well, in my opinion. No, I thought he played terrible. No, but well, they won. He won. Years, so. yeah. I just, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, back to the uh, Minnesota down 33 nothing, where they go in at halftime. And Pat Peterson says, we need five touchdowns to win. And his teammates think he's being sarcastic. You know, shut the hell up. They actually do score five touchdowns to win. But the thing is, at, at the half, when you look in ESPN and they go like the percentage chance, they had a one mm-hmm. percent chance of winning. <laughs> a one percent chance, and I'll tell you today, not to segue into it. I'm watching this World Cup, so I spent. I'm in Florida, where it's 75 degrees and sunny, zero percent chance rate, and I'm inside watching sports all day long. And Argentina's up two nothing, and I have to think it one percent. That's the only chance they have to come back at it with a two nothing lead, and. That turned out to be a crazy game. That too. was one of the I best. I doubt you guys watched it, right? So this or, game or, did it did it end on corner kicks or play play some <laughs> P- kind of kicks? PKs, penalty yeah, kicks. penalty, penalty kicks. kicks. I'm sorry. No, it, yeah, but they what a said game. it was the most exciting game uh, uh, of all time, is what the announcers said. And I think for a final, it might have been there were actual chances. There were incredible saves in overtime. France could have won it, and the Argentine goalie sticks his leg out and stops a point blank shot. Yeah. It really, you know, I said to myself, if I'm only going to watch one full soccer game in my entire life, I get the right one. <laughs> except, except, except when you know Team USA plays. How about how about those goals in back to back within a minute thirty one of each other by Mbappe? Yeah. I mean, Mbappe. that was just unreal. 
they were a look alike for Trev Thompson. Don't you think? It's just <laughs> like Trev Thompson. Uh, yeah, no, I mean he's he's the he's gonna be the best player of his generation, just like Messi know. was for the last. So I feel like the, we're talking about the WNBA oh, right now. Fuck. I have no idea what anybody's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> I bet you that it's huge WNBA. It's so great that Brittany Griner is gonna help get Michael Whalen released. I'm so glad that she's gonna do all the negotiating now to get the fucking Marine back from Russia. Now that now that we well, he gave away a convicted killer for her anyway. Different uh, subject. Yeah, what can she do to get Paul Whelan back? Who nothing. Knows? Nothing. Nothing. Anyway. Did so you see, stupid. by the way, did you see the um the, the screenshot that I sent you from, <laughs> yes. from the Purdue game last night? Yeah. I'm watching Purdue play Davidson and I go, wait a minute, they're all white. So I say to myself, am I am a racist because I notice that they're all white? No, that's hard yeah, not I mean, to notice I, I, watching a basketball game. Because I was watching, wow, bro, you're a racist piece of shit. I went by a high school game on it was on I don't know cable access or something, and all these kids are white, and I'm like, what? All these kids are, and it was it was like a private school thing. It was a, a freak thing it was, that he was an on TV, but I was like, this is crazy. All white guys, what? And Purdue was number one in America, starting five. White guys. I felt like I was watching a rerun of Hoosiers last night. <laughs> and did you say the other team had all white guys too? To Pretty start. much. In fact, uh, ten white guys started the game. <laughs> and did then they, when I when, when I started get watching the second half, there was one brother on the on the court for Davidson, and and that was it. So you know, listen. How it, much did he random. dominate? <laughs> it, it, it's random, but what are the odds of the number one team in American basketball without five white guys on the that start and play all game long? Okay, it's crazy. Is the media? Responding to this, like how unusual it is. No, it just is Eli. unusual. Just Eli. Just me. Just You're the me. only person to notice. I can't. I, I didn't see anybody else talking about it. I mean, but Eli showed it. He, he took pictures, <laughs> and I was kind of surprised myself. He just, okay, you don't see that too often. In '66, no. uh, Texas was it Texas Western? Western? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they were the exactly. first team to win with five black guys. Right. And it was a big story. Movies have been made about it because it was, you know, it was such a like this can never happen. And now it seems like it's the opposite. Like this can't possibly happen. Can it? Five white guys could win the NCAA. The or, odds are astronomical. Are they going to make movies um, about this? Uh, I, 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 one more thing about soccer. The men cry during the game. They score a goal. This guy, uh, what? uh, what's, what's his name? Um, the, the guy who scored the, 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 on the assist for, for Messi. Pussy. Di Maria? Di Maria. He, he's crying as he's running to the sideline, make, making the heart sign. In the stands, men are crying. I mean, the, the, the emotion. Dad. Crazy well, shit, these, uh, these soccer fans. If you score one goal every six years, which is about how often a player scores, I guess maybe it wouldn't be uh, that unusual uh, to cry. Funny, too funny. Why is soccer so stupid? <laughs> anyway, I hate um, soccer, yes. Eli, did you see the Tigers sign Matthew Boyd and Michael Lorenzen? No, I just see that the teams are paying hundreds of millions of dollars for, for, for top players. Where was Boyd been the last couple of years? Okay. He, he was there. Mm. It's was worth there. it's worth looking into. Boyd uh was was let go by the Tigers. He played for Seattle, I think, yeah. in twenty twenty one. Did he play for the who did he play for in twenty twenty two? Because he pitched in September and he pitched great. He played in twenty twenty one for Detroit in twenty twenty two this past year. He he played for Seattle Mariners. Okay. He was out all year. He came back. They said real strong and they put him in the bullpen. He pitched five games, like thirteen innings, and he pitched extremely well. And um I heard Pat Caputo talking about his spin rate is in the top six percent of the league. <laughs> so I don't know. I wasn't really bummed out about the signing. I feel like he's a really hard working guy. He's a good team guy. He's a good guy. 
guy. No, yeah. Michael Lorenzen. I, I looked him yeah, up. He's yeah. nothing. It's like the best year he's had. He was eight and six with a four point six ERA or something. Look at when he's on my waiver wire in fantasy baseball. He's not a good pitcher. He's thirty one. He's never won more than ten. He's never won double digit games, and he's apparently a starter. And meanwhile, did you see JD Martinez signed with the Dodgers for ten million? Yeah, ten million. JD that's Martinez. It? That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. But that's probably him taking a discount because he's going to one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, Did, has he be. already played his five-year, hundred million dollar contract? That's up already. It's yeah. been that long since he played for the Tigers. Yeah, wow. I know. It seemed like weird? Boyd Boyd was headed towards a big free agent. Uh, he, he was he was our best pitcher like four or five years good. ago, and then he got hurt, missed out of the big free agent money. But you know, it's good that he's back. That's nice. Anyway, um, you know, can can we can we talk a little bit about Jason Carr? This is, story has really really been bothering me lately. As a Channel Four employee, I think it would be. Um, it would be appropriate for you to to speak out. You about know, the topic. I was there for, for for nine months, minding my own business, making a video. I had no idea. I was in the midst of the biggest media <laughs> scandal in, in, in Detroit in the last few years. Hard. I talked to Evrod before he left. Seemed like I didn't know him. It seemed like a nice enough guy. I introduced myself, and you know, he asked me what I'm doing there. We talked for a minute. I've known Jason for for a long time, and I just can't get over. Hard. committing professional suicide it's really what it is we all know because we're in this business you can hate your co-workers you don't have to like everybody but going public with it will fuck you up every time and so he also said as he was doing it i think i make no apologies for this so what happened was this has been going on for a long time various dysfunctional things and only in the last year did they start to create a dossier on him so this this alone may not have been a fireable offense, but there were many, many built up from from missing shows to to as has been said, walking out and berating some employee while while Tati is on the air. But I mean, J- Jason, he, he, there's just some 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 problems here. He, he he's unhireable now, and if he didn't know what he was doing then it's insanity or, or no awareness of the consequences of one actions because he did it knowing full well. We all have a cutoff switch in this business. You know what to say and what you can't say. Uh, you say it behind hold, closed doors. To me, it's a, a cry for help, which I know is an old cliche, but only only rehab or some mea culpa, something has to be acknowledged or dealt with. Or he is, he is Who would hire him knowing that he can go off like this? And he's a young man. It's, it's, it's really... Uh, that that's why my main reaction isn't criticism or condemnation. It's concern. Known this guy a long time, although not that well. But he's engaging. He's edgy. He's good on the air. He's got a little cynical style, a little slant on things. I, I was on live in the D a couple of times, including in October, mm-hmm. while all this shit was happening to promote the, to, to promote the historic documentary that many saw. <laughs> Present company excluded, of course. <laughs> I told you for I cheap shot. The whole thing was for it to make a cheap shot. It's the only reason I brought that story. No, I'm, I'm, ser- I'm serious. But it's, I wonder if the people at the, off- at the uh, quarterbacks meeting at U of Pitt, I wonder if they all saw it. <laughs> <laughs> giving them as hard a time. Yeah, Jeez. Kenny Pickett seen it. Uh, you know, another stray uh, argument, uh, and uh, it really isn't isn't that valid, but, you know, he's given an extra show to do, and it was on the, the live. It, it's, it's, his, it's his streaming show. Every day mm-hmm. after he finished live in the D, he would go sit at this little uh, perch that they made in the newsroom. Same thing Christy McDonald did when she got there a couple of uh, maybe a month ago. I've, I've lost track of time, maybe a month and a half ago. And, uh, you know, it, it's an opportunity to rave. 
because it's an hour. There's really no format. You're mm -hmm. kind of BSing with somebody standing there that isn't on camera, and you're supposed to fill an hour. Now, you know, there, there, are, there are great broadcasters, and, and I, I put Drew in that class. You could say to Drew, Drew, talk about the weather today, and he'll do 45 minutes. Some guys can just talk and talk and, and somehow keep it interesting. There's a, million things that, there's a million things to talk about. I mean, there's so many. If, if you're paying attention, if you have a broad scope, there's a million things you can do with an hour. And being online, you have more freedom to do whatever you want. Yeah, to spend time on something or, or bring somebody in and talk to them for 20 minutes and then spend. I, I just, I don't know why he had to go that way. It was just, it's, it's crazy. I, 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 just don't don't I, call I him aloof, call whatever you do. He's no. very mad that he was called aloof. Did you? And uh, I and, and I can't. I think I, I, I. And you can't call him mentally ill because that's 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 a serious. Uh, no, thing he's fine. He's done right. He meant to say but, it. But why would you purposely torpedo your career? I don't I think mean, he, we all he, know better. There, there's one golden rule, and you knew it at RIF, and you've known it your entire career, Drew. You don't do anything to ruin your career. You don't want to hurt your career. You, you, you may, you know, be edgy and you may go near the edge, but you don't do that because, and, and also, you know, why publicly say that you don't like somebody? It sounds kind of wimpy, okay? You don't like <laughs> Just, him? He's gone. You won. Shut the fuck up. Man. Why do you need to talk about him? He's gone. Okay, can I and say, I, I'm ahead, guessing I'm he must have been jealous that he got this great job in Chicago. I mean, do you suppose he was jealous of him? He's, I, don't he's really I just don't think, he, I don't think he liked him. He, Jason seemed a little worse for wear in that video. He did. A little little burnt, so I don't yeah. know if that plays into it, where you just but, your guard's down and you're ranting and raving well, about everyone. We'll listen to a little of the extended video that we now have uh, we now have in our possession. He goes on to talk about himself. How could they call me aloof, which I think management told him? Mm -hmm. And he said, at my last job, they called me the mayor, the glue man, and a man of the people. And I thought... Can you get your forensic accountant on that? You there? don't know the mayor. I mean, that's... It sounds to me like he's got an unrealistic well, view of himself. He can't being called aloof is not the worst thing to be called. It means no. you know, pay attention. Yeah. Be you know, just it doesn't mean you're an asshole. It means, yeah. you know, maybe you're a little too I've been called aloof because I was even paying attention. I was stuck <laughs> in my job and I didn't have the peripheral vision to be more engaged with the world. And it was good advice for me. I didn't follow it, but it was Stay good advice. Focused. I, I was told that when he was hired in 2016, they said, uh, Jason, what are your goals? And he says, I should be the lead anchor over Devin. And so he felt that because he's got confidence in himself. And I'm telling you, when I work with Don Shane, who was in this market for many, many years, he did this. He cost himself his job at Channel 4 because he felt that he should have Al Ackerman's job. And he pushed management and he said, I should have this job. And he eventually became dysfunctional because he didn't, he felt he wasn't where he should be. And I think you can say that maybe because, and you made me think of that, Drew, when you mentioned that he was jealous of, of, of Evrod, but this happens maybe. when you're stuck doing live in the D, you think you're, you're a quality anchor man, better than the people that are on. You can allow yourself to get bitter and bitch, and that's probably part of it too. But but you know we're all we're all speculating. I still can't get over though that some guy who had everything going for him would ruin his career that way. I just it's beyond well, me. Meanwhile, his uh, his wife becomes the lead anchor at the other station at ten o'clock too. So I you know uh, yeah, it's gotta stay. nobody can seem to. I mean, they've spent so much time promoting themselves as being a couple, yeah. a power couple, media couple, and all of a sudden he's off the train because. I hate to say this, but at his age, it could be over. He may have terminated himself 
just yeah. completely. Yeah, but Fox too. I mean, if they liked him there, I mean, he's the mayor, the glue guy. I mean, that's maybe, so true. Maybe, maybe how, they want him back. How, how can they trust that he won't do the same thing unless he somehow proves that that was an aberration? But you know, uh, you, you can't fault Channel Four. In fact, the only thing you fault Channel Four for is they waited too long. They I don't waited fault years. Them. This has been going on for a long time. They had no choice but to do this. And it was only, this was just the final straw of, of a long dossier of, of, of sins. Yeah, the, uh, the free press story said that they had half a dozen admonishments in, you know, in the last year or two. It's like, wow, that's, that's a well, lot That of sounds times. like when they started yeah. keeping track of them, too. Right. About a year yeah. ago, they started, they started keeping track, and enough had built up that um, it was... Had to be done, and, and and it was so 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 obvious. They just called his agent and said, "Can't do this anymore," and that's the end of it. There were no no complaints, no arguments, no arbitration. Eli, the, did you did you was there? Did you say he would he missed shows? Like was he, it? He slept through shows. It happened several times. Don't know how many, but there were times he simply would not show up. So I don't know what that means. Is that a drinking problem? I, I don't want to speculate, but. Nobody. I mean, the one thing you got to do in our business oh, is sure. you got to be there when, 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 you know, when the light goes on. Yep. But, but the other one where, where he left the set to, to, to berate somebody or have an argument <sighs> while Tati's there on her own. That's just so unprofessional yeah. that that alone should get you fired. But a lot a lot had to happen before they finally pulled the trigger on him. Very sad. Yeah. Berating hope, somebody I, in, I hope, in the control room. That would have to be something so exciting. It just you just don't. As a talent, you just don't berate little people, quote unquote. I mean, they're not little people. You can't, you don't right. do that. It's He's just, a sleeping son of a bitch. I'll tell you. I watched a uh, documentary. <laughs> this is way off the subject. Called Love Charlie about a guy named Charlie Trotter, who's one of the biggest restaurant tours in the world. Who was in my class at New Trier hey, in '77. How about that? Hey. And this guy berated people oh, nonstop God. because they didn't have the passion he had. And I just thought that's not worth it. I wouldn't want to be the biggest restaurant. He was an he was such a jackass. Why does that seem to happen everyone? all the time at restaurants, like with chefs? Because they're perfectionists, <laughs> and he was doing uh, yeah, fine okay. dining. But anyway, I, you just can't be uh, that way to people. It's not worth it. It's, I don't care if you're a star. You're an asshole. Yeah. Before you're a star, you're a fucking ass. And I could name people in this market. I've kind of heard that about, but I. Mm. And there's a lot of assholes that manage to be on on radio and television, but mm -hmm. they keep it. They, they, they keep it to themselves. They don't go public with it. I mean, what, what other job can you can you have a bitch and then you say it and, and it's on the record? Anyway, anyway. Uh, how about uh, do my little spot here? I, I think yeah. you guys are going to kick me out. As, as Drew said, Zoom Zoom call should be short. I think I've already overstayed. You've overextended your welcome. <laughs> I'm kidding. Make, make 2023 <laughs> the year that you clean up some of the messiness in your life, like Correcting your eyesight, you can see things up close and at a distance without annoying glasses and contacts and reading glasses and, and no more groping to see anything when you're not wearing them. No more changing prescriptions, no more lenses, bifocals, solutions, contact lens cost infections. Just do what tens of thousands of Detroiters have done. They've gone to see Dr. Yaldo to throw out those old, inefficient, lost without them technology. Whether it's custom, custom LASIK for if you're 45 and under, you, you youngsters, or those of you that are older with fading or really bad. Bad near vision, just call 800 398 eyes or go to yaldoweisner.com. Save 50 on custom LASIK by mentioning this fine podcast. And if you have a health or a savings account or a flex account, you got to use what's left 
in the year. So put it down on a life-changing procedure for 2023 from Dr. Yaldo. Now, get out of here! <laughs> yeah, this is where Lila's supposed to start barking, but she won't because you're not leaving. <laughs> technically. <laughs> get out of here! Or you are leaving, but only technically. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Eli. Um, are you, you interested, guys. by the way, in doing a show next Saturday after the Lions game? I mean, there's so much Lions insanity. I thought, well, if you guys want to do it... I, Christmas I Eve? I, I can't do it. Christmas Eve? Okay. Can't. I'll leave that up to you guys, but it sounds like it ain't happening. Uh, you're, would you, <laughs> you wouldn't be interested if we did? Late night on no, Saturday? No, 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 no. They play Saturday afternoon. I mean, do it on Zoom? I'll do it on Zoom. From, um, oh, forget it. What am I talking about? Forget <laughs> forget I knew Just that. Forget I knew that would place. end it. Next, next Sunday it is for Monday. Perfect. Okay, see you guys. Okay, see ya. <laughs> all right. Uh, the holidays and our studio sponsors, Zot Ford and Deals and D.com, are the perfect gift for you and all the loved ones on your list. they got a great selection of new vehicles in stock and ready to go home with you today, but they also have holiday cash, making these deals the best of the year. But as Santa knows, Zot's jolly inventory won't last long. People are excited just to be able to drive cars and buy them the same day. So the sooner you get there, the better your selection. And when the holidays are gone, so is this once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-year holiday cash. Or if you decide to custom order your next new Ford instead of driving one home off the lot, you can lock in your your holiday cash plus a $1,000 rebate and 3.9% financing. If you haven't figured it out, they're, they're moving some wheels right now. So go see Santa's little outfit, Zot Ford in Holly, where they make buying and leasing simple, fun, fast, and easy, and get the gift that keeps on giving the brand new Ford of your dreams. See details, surf their jolly inventory at dealsinthed.com. Christmas is coming, and this makes a great Christmas gift. I was just up there on uh, Friday because I was buying out my lease. My lease was up on my Explorer, bought it, spent way too much time there talking football and child rearing with everybody from Anthony to Nick and, uh, and the financing and Tom Ryan. So. They also make perfect gifts. And no Gabara because he's down in Florida golfing. Oh, is he? Like a boss. He yeah. is a, he loves golf. Man, has he got it bad. I mean, Thank I'm, you, Steve. I'm, anytime somebody loves doing something that much, I'm excited for them. But, man, that's, he does play some golf. It's a good golf? Crew. Good crew up there, though, man. <laughs> yeah. Golf? No, there's a lot, Love of, a lot of nice people there. Fun people. Legacy Partners. Golf? <laughs> Set, Barbara. Oh, yeah. Legacy Partners can insure your small business. Do you need small business insurance? Have you thought about it? I mean, maybe you should talk to them because maybe you really need it. Maybe you only kind of need it, but Legacy Partners will give you the scoop. Also, if you're close to Medicare age, uh, you might want to help negotiating through Medicare, and they'd love to do that for you for no charge. And then, of course, they're doing all of the auto and home insurance. They just save somebody $1,000 a year on auto. That's a lot to save. Um, so get your quotes. Get mad at your current insurance carrier and then thank me. Um, Legacy Partners, 586-209-4106. That's 586-209-4106. And Lady Jane's, the award-winning haircut experience. <clears throat> you can register for once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to win a down payment for your dream home up to two hundred grand. Lady Jane's is open seven days a week. Walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome at Lady Jane's. And, um, you know, this be a good time to show... We've we've gone over the sports pretty heavily. I one of the most incredible piano solos of all time ever performed, <laughs> and this is by a band that kind of rocks. Yeah. Um, I saw it on TikTok, and I was in just incredulous. I love when people send me stuff like this. It's it's actually you're going to hear Corey Feldman. Just let really, him handle the intro. Really, yeah, he gets really fired up to introduce his, his keyboard pianist and DJ, and then she goes off in a little solo. It happens to be his wife too. But check this out. And ladies and gentlemen, she's telling it to 
she plays keyboards, synthesizer, she's our VJ, our DJ, our ballerina, our health coach, and of course, the lovely wife. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mrs. Courtney Feldman! Yeah! Feldman, he's right, she does play all those things, not well though. Here it comes. It's just boogieing. <laughs> Fuck. Courtney Feldman! Yeah! <laughs> that was an awesome piano solo. What was the first comment I made when I saw it? The first one was really had me laugh. Oh, she should have just pressed, pressed the, the demo, demo button. button. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a brilliant comment. The next one, when you get your Casio for Christmas when you're seven yep. years old and you put on a show for grandma. Yep. <laughs> oh, God, that was embarrassing. That reminds me of... So there's a, there's another big TikTok story. I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't think it was at Brandon's prep, but it was a big story over the weekend. TikTok has suspended the account of 15-year-old Jenny Popak. Jenny Popak. Michael Popak. Jenny Popak, daughter of Michael Popak, Stuttering John's uh, attorney. Actually, I don't know. It's a fake name. It's her stage name. She's 15 years old, and her account was suspended on TikTok. She has 7 million followers, and the reason is because it was over-sexualized. Uh. But... I don't know how this could have been going on all this time to the point that she built 7 million followers without TikTok. TikTok. Just taking a second to go, yeah, that's pretty, that's like uh, Hall of Fame pedophilia material. Yeah, I mean, it really is. This girl is shaking her ass. And I, I saw one video in the story that the Daily Mail had where she's wearing no bra, this kind of see-through yellow, super tight sweater. And I'm like... That girl is 15. This is fucked up. It's fucked up because she's doing it, but it's also fucked up because you know all these 12 and 13 year olds are going, Oh my God, I want to be Jenny Pulp. Yeah, she's got that many millions. Yeah, and look at that that dress. Look how fucking short that is. I mean, it's so That's her mom. Right there. Who's very who's very cool and supportive of this because it can make her a lot of money and seven million tickets. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is wrong. I don't. This is it's too over-sexualized so, for a minor. It's it's just not even close. And I feel like such a prude. But I don't know. Please, I, I guess my feeling is, you know, don't let's stop pretending we're worried about uh, pedophilia and things like that. When we just this stuff just goes on, and we just go, yeah, whatever. Oh my, this is fun. Like Look at that. There's bikini pool, like weird innuendo type stuff. Where... She's getting out of a pool and grabbing this guy's knees, and she pops her head right between his legs. Yeah. As she's getting out, he's sitting over the edge. Yeah. I mean, this is really, I don't I, you know, I, I'm, I guess I should stop talking about social media. It's so blatantly horrible for so many reasons. I mean, if this girl was a couple years older, everything's fine, but ugh, it's way too young, man. Way too young. God, I swear the world is so strange. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how would you have sexualized yourself at her age? I guess they hired models that were 15, and they would be anorexic, and they'd be walking the runway, and they'd be super-duper hot, but they weren't, you know, online for every creep to follow. Like, they're, I mean, on TikTok, TikTok has got to be a pedophile's fantasy, right? I don't know. I'm not on it. 
Well, I mean, this girl can't be the only one doing this. What does she does she has she commented on it? Like, what does she even say about it? Or her mom? Her mom just says that I don't pimp my daughter. She likes doing it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, her mom. I, I mean, nothing without what, my following. Her father says that. Oh yeah, I go on the TikToks occasionally. My people, she's got a father. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll stop them from beating off to her. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just now I, I will imagine. say this though. I think the majority of the people on TikTok are young. I don't think right. that I don't think of these seven million that you're going to find four million of them are forty five year old dudes. I don't think that's no, going to be the case at all. One million, or maybe one hundred thousand. But and I, you know, she has parents. I'm not saying she's going to be molested necessarily, but oh God, it's just. I I think the better thing is know what your kids are looking at on on that shit on TikTok. Oh well, if you got a thirteen year old this, boy staring at those that chick. Yeah, I mean she's this, an old she's an older chick. This is what every kid is on TikTok. This is what all they do. I mean it's not all they do, but they this is what they I mean if you're in your phone like we all I mean, most of us are all in our phones way too much. So are they, but they're on TikTok. I, I, I kind of laughed, too. I don't know if you saw there's going to be a bipartisan bill or, some, or something to stop TikTok. I'm like, aren't you guys about five years too late with this? Well, the no. biggest thing about Talking TikTok about, isn't they already the have everything. It's the the big, I, giving your, ID, your information up to China. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah, a lot of people are we, we already have. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. I mean, come on. Give me a fucking break. It's all, it's all posturing, though, by government officials on both sides. <sighs> Meanwhile, over Twitter, uh, Elon was clipping these journalists for giving his flight info out or they were liking it or retweeting it. And I thought, um, I don't know. I, I didn't quite know how to feel about it. But then when I saw that NBC suspended their tech journalist who, I mean, this is, a, this is a journalist quote unquote, who is mocking Elon Musk saying, you know, unless he's trying to tank this place, meaning Twitter on purpose, I've never seen somebody so out of his depth in my life. And then he was bashing um, Matt Taibbi. Imagine throwing it all away to do PR for the richest man in the world about the Twitter files. Well, which, I, I mean, there is. I heard you talking about that where you wanted Elon to buy NBC because, you know, they suspend Miguel Amaguer. Yes, yeah, so we can find out what happened. For, um, you know, having one source that is unnamed in a story. That's why they suspended But the story him. matches right. no. the video. He was right. But he I'm was saying, right. They suspended him because they don't want him doing stories on their national news with one source. But then on the same hand, well, that's that's what they here say. You have he e had it right. Here, here you have Elon cherry picking things from Twitter before and posting it on his own side. I'd have a little more respect for Taibbi if that was published elsewhere instead of being published on Twitter. Don't you don't you feel like there's a little bit like almost like an internal investigation where they cherry pick what they want to put out there? No, he had the entire Twitter. He had all the files. There's more coming out. This okay. is only just beginning. I'm not worried about Matt I'm, Taibbi. No, Matt Taibbi is a trusted saying, journalist. Saying there's a, then why is he doing it on Twitter? I think that's kind of the, hey, this is my platform. If I'm going to break news, I'm going to break news on my platform. He could break news in a lot of places. A lot, well, of, do people, you think a lot of people would want to run that story. I just think well, yeah, sure they would. All I'm saying is I feel like it's a little weird because... It's being published. He's getting the information from the place it's being published upon. Are you really going to shit all over them or act like there's nothing here? No. Uh, but I've read. And I like I've seen Taibbi. Matt Taibbi interviewed since this. Matt Taibbi doesn't seem to have any feelings whatsoever regarding that he is, you know, trying to protect Elon okay. Musk or something like that. I don't. I mean, if you think uh, he's I'll, a good journalist, I'll, he's a good journalist I'll, or he's a bad journalist. All I said is I wish he would have done that elsewhere or gotten the or let uh, let. The files go elsewhere outside of the Twitter sphere. But they're the same files. 
whether he prints what he's going to print on Twitter okay. or anywhere else. Are they the same files? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. That's why you have someone who's a trusted journalist do this. Matt Taibbi suddenly not a trusted journalist because that's what all the journalists are suggesting now. Matt Taibbi, who they've raved about his work for years, uh, suddenly he's just a PR hack. Well, didn't he also give some to, uh, was it Mari? Mari, Barry Weiss. Barry Weiss. Barry Weiss as well. Now, I thought Barry Weiss would get a lot of shit because Barry Weiss has been calling out the left for a long time. But Matt Taibbi is about as ingrained in the left as you can be. So I, I wouldn't have thought he would have drawn as much. But I think basically the media hates Elon Musk, oh, yeah. so it doesn't matter. He, ran, he did a poll, which is pretty funny. I mean, it used to be what was going on Twitter. You never could find out what was really going on. It just went on, and it just was. But, but uh, after he suspended these journalists who – why is a journalist pointing out where his flight is going? I mean, I, I just think that's you know, stupid. But that's all public knowledge, too. So they well, I know it's public like, knowledge, but what, why are they doing it? What was, the, what was their story? I don't know. And going back to Barry Weiss, she ripped him a new one for suspending them because the thing he was mad at before he bought Twitter was just how these people pick and chose who they wanted to suspend. And now he's doing the same thing, which has kind of been my problem with Eli's takeover of Twitter's. He's contradicted everything he said before he took over Twitter in a lot of ways. I wouldn't agree that he's contradicted everything. Oh, wow. Humor being legal now, and then he suspends accounts left and right for mocking his name. There's been a a poll. He had a poll whether you wanted them reinstated, and then he reinstated them. Um, I I don't. Did Twitter even used to reinstate people? I don't even. I don't think they did. Suspend and reinstate, yes. Well, I mean. Like who? Yes. What do you I don't mean? know. They would constantly have somebody suspended for X amount of times. Well, sure, there's were... a Twitter jail period and stuff like that, but there's some people who never got a, even a chance to come back. Yet he puts out a poll, the people vote to bring them back, and he brings them back immediately. So, the, but this tech journalist, uh, what's his name, Ben Collins. You know, unless he's trying to tank this place on purpose. I've never seen somebody so out of his depth. I'm, I'm Washington glad. Post, we're waiting for it to implode. Okay, was well, how long ago was that? Three weeks ago? I'm Where's glad, the implosion? I'm glad NBC uh, suspended him. But why are journalists, journalists are, are trying to fuck with him by showing where his jet is going? They're just fucking with him. They're so, not doing so stories. Is, so hey, is Jack Sweeney. there's a reason to do this story. Yeah, so is Jack Sweeney. But these are people that work for large news organizations, and they're going, <laughs> look where his jet's going, I got you. It's like they cover him. He's a subject of their work. So well, then, by covering him, they're saying where his stupid jet's going, or that the Jack Sweeney story exists. But they were just retweeting it, or they were trying to they were trying to keep it out there because he was um, he knocked Jack Sweeney off. Who, by the way, still has not returned our fucking call, even though he said he talked to us. No, he'll return my text, just not my calls. Which is weird. But I, I think there's there's two groups of people now. I mean, it's funny how you can split everything. Harry and Meghan is, is such. I was talking to somebody about this, and they attended an event where somebody wanted to watch the Harry and Meghan thing on Netflix, and. The other people are like, oh, God, well, pfft, no. It's like the worst and event ever. The Why? person was so angry they left. It was like, wow, that's, that's a perfect, another dividing line. People who think they are so full of shit and are so tired of hearing about them for three fucking years complain about the same thing. And those people who, who have sympathy for them and think they're right for some reason. I think Elon Musk also divides people into, I hate Elon Musk and everything he does. And people who go, I think Elon Musk is kind of interesting. I personally... I'm not, like, all in on Elon Musk. I think he makes plenty of mistakes. I wish he wasn't tweeting Thank obnoxious you. shit on that's, Twitter, but I still, like, I still think saying. he's an incredibly talented, brilliant I, I, I guy. Think, I, I think he is brilliant. I think he's smart. I also think he wants to be cool, and he thinks he, he's funny, and he's not, and he fucks with people's livelihoods. I've said that for a long time. 
Whose livelihood is he fucking? Uh, I don't think the tw- the uh, Tesla investors are very happy with him now. There was a guy, main investor that came out and said, "We don't have a CEO running this fucking company right now, so uh, he can't be in control." I don't of think it's seven fucking with someone's livelihood, though. I mean, well, he yeah. do- okay. I, mean, I, I don't know because then every when, single when he time tweets Warren Buffett opens the world. his mouth, do you say the same thing when every what? single time Jeff Bezos opens his mouth? Jeff Bezos isn't in charge of anything anymore. He's in charge and, of the Wapo. He owns the Washington and, Post. And Mark. yes, I did when he when he was bitching about a recession coming. We talked about it here. It's like who fucking cares what this guy thinks because he's not in charge of Amazon anymore. See, I think you're you're one of the reasons why I do like Elon Musk and it, because <laughs> the people. No, I'm serious because I see people. Yeah, he does melt no wrong down. in your eyes. No, he does a ton of wrong. I don't melt like the pedal man. I I, I, I favor Jack Sweeney. Really? I, yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but I don't like him. I think he's kind but of a every dick. single like left wing person melts down whenever they hear anything out of his mouth. It's almost like a Trump factor. I, I, I like, almost think, man, I almost think he's going to run for president, and we're going to have Trump. He can. Two. He and wasn't that born fucking here. worries me. <laughs> Where was Elon Musk? Oh, he's, that's right. He's born. He's an African American. Oh. He's African American. Yeah, he was born in Africa. Is he black? No, he was born in Africa. He can't run for president. Well, I'm glad. That's an election I couldn't handle. I'm here to tell you. All right, no more Elon Musk. (laughs) He was at the World Cup today with Jared Kushner. I know, which was also like, oh god, because that'll be I'm sure that's a big Twitter thing. (laughs) Look at Jared Twitter or Jared Kushner. Was it? That must have trended on Twitter. I, I it must have. All right. Well. <laughs> well, you're not allowed to make comment on him or else you're having a meltdown. I don't have a fucking meltdown. Mark, I don't fucking on, like Mark, it. You have melted down over Elon Musk many times. You hate <laughs> I Elon expre- Musk. I, I don't like some of the shit he's done, but everybody else praises him as the savior of some sort. I've never seen him as a savior. He's, a, he's the richest man in the world. He so must be the, doing so something he's, right. So he's a savior? No, he's, he's not a savior. He's, I don't think he's People Jesus. act like he is. I think he's a savior for I himself. think it's a Trump factor. Look at what happened. People just melted down. Trump derangement syndrome. You think I, think I melted down over Trump? I think there's Elon derangement syndrome. No, I think you melted down. You're, I think that you melt down oh, more like for Elon, Elon than like Donald Trump. I don't like him. I'm glad you think he's the coolest dude ever. I don't fucking No, like I don't him. think he's the coolest dude I ever. I don't like him when people tweet out that they're going to take a company private and they're fucking stock tanks. I don't like that shit. What do you mean? When he did that with Tesla and he got in trouble with the SEC, he does a lot of that shit. Well, it, people Tesla's who, doing the, fine. It's the third most pe- valuable company in the world. People who are yeah, that... Yeah, they're really happy with him. People who are that wealthy and that successful <laughs> are always going to do things to piss people off because you can't get there. I th- and he's obviously made mistakes. I well, mean, I'm, I'm team Jack Sweeney. I think that Elon is completely wrong on Jack. I think that, yes, all this information sounds is like you're having a meltdown. public. All this stuff is public, and I think that uh, that he should be able to run his account. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, of people course, saying, of course. Well, it's public anyway. Well, I, then you can you can stalk anybody's jet anywhere, and people could be doing it on Twitter all day. It, I don't know. I don't think it's a yeah, great he does. idea. He does. Honestly, he's not the only guy. He's not only tracking Elon. He does it with other guys. Nobody else whined about it. Well, because Elon Musk is it. People lose their shit over Elon. People lose Musk. their it's, shit over Bill Gates too. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah, they probably do. Is, is uh, Jack Gates, tweeting out Bill Gates' flight he was, stuff? He was, but Bill Gates yeah. is out there building a sweet home so he can get some pussy. And not, <laughs> not fucking trying to be the coolest guy online. Fuck you, Bill Gates. Um, I don't know what is Bill Gates doing. Honestly, you have no idea what Bill Gates is doing. Is he still is he still worried about vaccinating the uh, vaccinating the rest of the world? I think the malaria or, or or chipping all of us or culling the population or whatever. I don't know. I Let's think he's seriously just Gates. buried in vagina right now. He is just living Should up. Be. He's living up everything that he hasn't been able to do ever since he split up with his wife. 
So Trump sold out his 45,000 NFTs, which yeah. to me is, oh my God, you've got to be fucking kidding me. 45,000 NFTs at Donald J. Trump NFT collection. Are you surprised? Yeah, 45,000 surprises really? me. You yeah. think Rob Cordes bought one? I'm not um, surprised. But they were going for 230 bucks. They were going over the yeah. price. NFTs are worth nothing. They're worth absolutely nothing. Well, no, he's, are, he's different, though. Um, People love them, man. Well, let's see when they start reselling them. Let's see. Let's see how that value holds. Uh, because I'm not surprised he sold that at all. He's not the only person who has sold NFTs that's very well liked. I mean... Ringo Starr was selling NFTs. I wonder how much those are worth. Far more people are in love with Donald Trump than they are Ringo Starr. Um, I, I couldn't, honestly, I could Fortune not tell you what the, brave. the love for Donald Trump is at this point. It seems to me when the red did not do as well in the midterms, I think a lot of love disappeared. But 45, I mean, to spend your money, I, I guess, but people spend money on his defense fund and his pack. And so anytime he anyway, asks for so, money, he gets money. Yeah. yeah I'm I, surprised. I, this is actually better in a way they get something. Well, maybe that maybe they'll <laughs> retain their value because he's the first president <laughs> well, to have an NFT. I think they will in a weird kind of way. What if Barack Obama announces <laughs> next week? You know what? I, I could use $4.5 million. <laughs> I'm starting my own NFT collection. I buy so fucked up. Just like these OnlyFans, like I cannot believe that people people spend so much of their money on pictures of the same people over and over. Oh my god! But hey, it's their money. They want to spend it, and there's a market for it. What can you say? It's the year of the uh, or the the decade of the idiot billionaire millionaire. Um, Brandon's prep today, which I know Trudy ignored. Had a uh, a really good story about kids kids living at home, and I'm like, are 25 to 34 year olds kids? Aren't they no. adults? Yeah. Anyways, kids living at home longer. And I'm like, kids 25 to 34. 20 percent of men 25 to 34 are living at home. 20 percent. And they were talking about how the economy's sputtering, and I'm like, okay, I understand there's problems with the economy, but. It's not an unemployment problem. I mean, not yet. It may become one, but it's not right now. Why would so many people be living at home? And so they were talking about how there's all these articles being written now and books, too, about how to get your kids to move out, <laughs> which I thought was fucking hilarious. Well, it's easy. You sell a house and you move into a condo. Well, you should not have to move in order to get away from your kids. Facetious, but yeah. And then the uh, the other question was, should they pay rent? And yes. I, my answer to that is, yes. you know what, if your kid is 29 or 30 and living at home, is that if they're not trying to move out, then I think there's a problem. Agreed. And you don't have to charge them the market for rent, but make them pay something. Well, wouldn't it make sense to charge them at least three or 400 bucks or something, and then when they move out, give them the fucking money? That's one way you could do it. Yeah. Then you people don't, like doing, to be mean to, actually, they don't want to be mean to their kids. Yeah, but I guess the um, the <laughs> I feel like a lot of them are people. <laughs> it seems to be people that have really nice houses and <laughs> really big houses. Oh, like the kids don't want to leave the yeah, nice house. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I was talking it, to someone. That's, kind of, that's what a lot of the story was I, about. I was talking to someone over the weekend, and they I have, want to give this up. They have friends that live in an area the the, the area where Eminem lives. So really nice area, large houses. And they're explaining this person's house and how each kid, and there's two kids, has their own wing. <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit, I would never move out of that either. Sure. And the kid was 19 
and they had just uh, were buying him a car because, you know, why wouldn't you buy your 19-year-old a car? And he doesn't even want to drive it because he just wants mom and dad to drive him everywhere. So I will say this. The rent is too damn high. Uh, people aren't roommates with each other like they used to be. And we, when you move why, out why? now, you I, also I tell have, you. To, you why, have to... Why can't you have a roommate? Why is that so... Everybody I can't have a roommate. Everybody be, likes to be alarmists and melt down over little shit like, I don't know, just little shit in the world. But nobody thinks about the fact that living with people really can change you and teach you how to deal with other people. You know, face-to-face conversation. Important part of it. Yeah. Dealing with people. Yes, that are different than you. Because guess what? Not everybody's you. And I I think when you live at home, you don't understand that. You know, it's funny. I got to tell you, I never had a real problem with roommates. I had a lot of roommates I really liked. Yeah. Because you choose generally who you're going to live with. You've never had little petty bullshit type things or learn how to deal with someone who's who's messier than you or who's cleaner than you. We we had, they were really lighthearted though. It really wasn't a big deal. As long as your, if your room was a fucking mess, that's your problem. If the rest, you know, we never, we had one problem. It's a shared space though, right? We had one problem with a roommate and that's because we had to get a roommate and we couldn't, we couldn't find one easily because someone got kicked out of school. So we had fun real quickly. So we advertised for a roommate. And the I bet you're banging your roommate that was in the shower. The guy that moved in wouldn't pay the phone bill. He wouldn't pay the, there you go. the electric yeah. bill, whatever. And so <laughs> my roommate ended up calling his parents. Awesome. <laughs> and his parents said basically, fuck you. Yikes, you're oh, really? <laughs> See, Apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So then he left while we were out. He knew we were out. He was like, oh, I'm going to get my shit out of here. And we're like, oh, good, because I don't want to be part of this. And so we leave and he's stuck. There were like 20 knives in the. Uh, oh, you've told. Yeah. Stuck yeah. all the knives in the cool. wall. Cool. It's like, oh, you baby. fucking dick. Is he you Andy Dick? Your point. No. Gee. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. But yeah, so yeah, we got stuck with like a $400 phone bill and we split it. It was not the end of the world, but. Uh, anyway, 12, why, why is it, okay, I keep reading this, and I feel like this is not really a, a story anyone pays attention to, but I feel like what the, what the stories are saying is that why the young women are getting ahead of the men. Way ahead. They're going to school. They're the ones They're that are motivated. They're graduating college on much a significant percentage more, are the percentage of the college graduates every year. I think it was like 58 to 42 All the girls year. I know like that college, are younger. College doesn't matter anymore, though. All the girls I know that yeah, are younger, too late. late teens, early 20s, they're really motivated. They just want to do shit. They want to either go to school or they want to pursue their careers. Yeah, or they TikTok. Wa- Seriously, all the young girls I know have gotten their driver's license. What young girls the, do you know? Well, I have nieces, I have uh, I have cousins and stuff like this, and all the girls they get their driver's license at sixteen. They get things rolling. All the guys are twenty one, still don't have their driver's license. I, I can't figure out why a guy on his sixteenth birthday would not demand to be taken to get their fucking license. Well, most do, was, but there's a large chunk that doesn't. I know, Mom and that's Dad what, drive I, you. That's what I don't understand. I can't. I don't get it. Would you rather drive yourself? Me? Yeah, I would. But they don't want to. They want mom, when mom and dad will drive you at the drop of a hat, or you can just take Uber. I'd still rather drive myself. I would it was too. more fun to take a date out when you're driving. Yeah. Yo, how else are you gonna park and make out? Exactly, make out. <laughs> so, um, anyway, let's see what else. Oh, they said <laughs> this made this made me mad. COVID-19 sent kids scurrying home. Stampedes of millennials and older Gen Zs fled their roommates. To live at home in the privacy of their own rooms or whatever. I'm like, COVID-19 
they didn't have to worry about COVID-19. If you're 20 years old, oh my God, COVID. But I guess that's what happened. And the number of people 18 to 24, which is younger, mm-hmm. a lot younger, 50% of, of males 18 to 24 and 50% of women 18 to 24, I guess the, if you put them all together, 50% live at home, which on the 18, 19 range is not a big deal. But I swear, I can't imagine living at home at 20. That just seems... And that number is pretty solid. And then there are the boomerang kids who leave and go, oh, that's too hard. And they move back home. Mm-hmm. And once you leave home, coming back, if you're a, you know, a divorced woman with a kid or something, I get that. You, you, you married some real fucking loser. Well, circumstances, if you lose your job or as soon as you get out of college and you don't know what to do. I, I understand those cases. Um, boy, it seemed like. I guess, you know, I'm just old school. The idea of moving home after being in the world for a few years just seemed absolutely not an option. Yeah. And I could have. I, I could have done that, but I would never do it. Your kids are soft. I kind of want to move back home now. <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, I'm I never want to dealing with all home. this adult shit. Yeah, there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of shit to deal with these days. But anyway... Um, you you should probably start thinking about this about now, Mark, about how to get your kids out. <laughs> oh, I am. That groundwork's been laid a long time. Your kids are going to go to Michigan. Yeah, we know where your kids are yeah, going. Yeah, they're, they're going to go to Michigan. They're going to love care. it. I don't care where they and go. And then they leapfrog from there. I just hope they get a scholarship somewhere, anywhere, for anything. Um, So I was watching a lot of movies this weekend because I don't know why I just was... I guess I was low. I've been low energy, Drew, lately. So... I decided, I forgot what we were talking about last week. I think it was football movies or some movie and The Replacements. I'd never seen The Replacements, the Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah. Where he's a Falco, oh, Shane Falco. <laughs> Based on the strike. <laughs> Shane Falco. What are his name? I, I would love to have a list of his names in movies because I, I, I think he's an easy guy to make fun names for because he could look like a lot of different people. Hey, well, Johnny I'm, Utah, right? Wasn't Johnny he Utah. Great quarterback <laughs> in Point Break, Johnny Utah. <laughs> But the replacements, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it's I was shocked how fun it was. I don't know why His I cheerleader girlfriend was hot, man. Annabelle. Oh yeah, Woo. she was hot, man. That short hair. Woo. Yeah, she was a cheerleader. Brooke Langton. No uh Yeah, I looked her up afterwards. I'm like, what happened to Brooke Langton? She was so cute in that movie. <laughs> she's still I mean, she's not that old or anything, but I don't think her career really went anywhere, did it? Not like Keanu's. Here's her Hello. boobs. Yeah, I just saw that over the weekend. Um and then um, I thought I thought the whole nine yards was a football movie, and I knew it had Matthew Perry, and I'm obsessed with Matthew Perry now because it's all I talk about, mm-hmm. and uh, the ECMO machine, et cetera. In fact, I think I want to be put on the ECMO machine. I want to buy an ECMO machine. There was a lot machine. of people asking if you were on one when you had COVID. No, I was never ECMO on the ECMO machine. machine. But uh, anyway, the whole nine yards is not a football movie, but it is a stupid Matt Perry movie where he runs into a glass sliding door, for example. Yeah, it's funny. Full speed. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of physical slapstick. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, wacky physical moments by Matthew Perry. Um, I don't know what the, he his all of his stuff to me ages so badly, mm-hmm. and he just had the he just had the number one book, and of course the Friends reunion was such a big deal. And I mean, there's and now it's over. <laughs> he's on the tip of everyone's tongue for a week. Or two weeks. And so I'm looking back at his stuff like the movie in the book. Reading the book was actually amusing to me. It was making me laugh, mostly because of the whoppers. Yeah, those one-liners. 
But he had, um, he talked about the movie with, oh God, what's her name? The beautiful Latina, um, where he marries her. She's from Mexico and, and he has to meet with her. He has to, he has to mingle with her family who are all oh, I Mexican. Remember, yeah. What is that movie? Fools um, Rush In? Yeah, Fools Rush In. And he described that in the book. as, oh, Fools Rush In was a win-win. That's just a great movie. Everybody did a great job, and I was on my game. And blah. Which, <laughs> It's the dumbest fucking movie. It is so dumb, and he thinks that's like his best movie. And the did whole did you also watch that one this weekend? I watched that a few weeks ago. I, all I talk about is Matthew Perry. You know how to <laughs> say that. And then um, I, I also, I didn't finish. I still have oh, an hour science left. Fire. <laughs> Play it again, please. I want to hear him say science fair. It's science for you. Science for you. Science for you. Oh, it's science for you. Oh, it's science for you. Oh, it's Times Square? Is that what he said? Oh, it's science for you. Science for you. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. I started to watch, and I had no idea this movie was like two hours and 40 minutes long. Oof. Any given Sunday? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Is that movie long? Yep. Did you guys finish that movie? Yeah. In one sitting? Years ago. Probably not. It's a good movie. Okay. It's ridiculous. Isn't Dennis Quaid like 50 when he made that movie? How could he be a fucking quarterback? <laughs> well, in the Tom NFL? Brady's 50. He's Tom Brady before Tom Brady. That was before Tom Brady. That was exactly. 2000. Yeah, premonition. I was like, what? And he looks young. He I mean, doesn't look that old in the movie. That's, that's Oliver Stone, right? Isn't he any given Sunday? So it's got kind of that weird bend to it. But it's He would a, have been 46 movie. during the filming of that movie. I still <laughs> wanted ridiculous. I still wanted him to start and not uh, Jamie uh, Fox. Jamie Fox. I don't know why. He's such a terrible team guy. <laughs> Jamie Fox was an asshole. And by the way, changing what? plays in the huddle and the, the coaches know. don't notice. Bullshit. They would totally notice. Remember when <laughs> Titus Young Junior did that? Yes. Or Titus Young Senior, whatever the fuck he was. His play. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he didn't tell anybody either. <laughs> what happened to him? Where is he? Uh, he was in jail, last we knew, and then he was in the mental house. But wouldn't you thought that we would have heard of his comeback? Like when he's 26 yeah. or yeah. something. Oh, he's still in great shape. Look, he's been working out. That I mean, means he hasn't, had a he hasn't had a comeback. He's 33 now. There's still a chance, Drew. He can come he's, back. He's 33? 36. Titus Young Jr.? Yeah, Jeez. seniors. Senior. Wow. Junior was. Oh, that's right. Kid. Change it from junior to senior while he was with the Lions. He added the senior because he had the baby who made junior. Uh, <laughs> he, he was, the baby he was released from prison in 2018. Oh, you've been in prison that long? Yeah. Boy, there's some good whiteouts in prison. There's the guy from Carolina. Oh, uh, Ray Carruth. Ray He's out. He's out. Yeah. He should be playing in uh, Europe or something, shouldn't he? <laughs> He's like he was like 44 when he got out. He, he should be in the fan-controlled football league with Johnny Manziel. It was like, that was a first degree. He yes. planned the murder 100%. The conspiracy, he did everything to pull the trigger. That's the worst And story. he's out at 44? Yeah. Yeah. And his son's still alive. And it's fucking crazy. I yeah. still Don't forget that Henry Ruggs is in prison, too, and he could be a very good wide receiver. When's Ruggsy get up? Well, I don't even think he's been sentenced. Ruggsy! Oh, he faces up to 20, 20 years. years. Yeah, um... The idea that Henry Ruggs would spend anywhere near as much time in prison as, what's his name? Carolina? Ray Carruth. Ray Carruth. Ray Carruth. I mean, really? He planned a murder from start to finish, executed it, murdered a pregnant woman? I guess it depends who's behind the wheel versus who's pulling the trigger, because he didn't, you know, yeah. that other guy pulled, the, the guy that pointed out, it's one of my favorite court moments, where like, can you uh, point out the guy, is he in court today? He goes, 
Yeah, that's that little bitch right there. And he points right at Rick Ruth. Like he's ready to murder bitch. him right then and there. Oh, God, what a bad, bad dude. Yeah, but just remember, he had to spend his last freedom, uh, last moments of freedom in the trunk of a car pissing himself. That's true. A Toyota. <laughs> in a parking lot. That makes it way worse, doesn't it? He's in the back of a Corolla pissing himself. That was really a what a And his kid story. lived. The kid, yeah, the kid's uh, alive. Amazing story. Graduated high school. Yeah. So, um... It's just going back to Henry Ruggs. You know, when, when that happens, when somebody spins out like that, he's driving 130 miles an hour, was it? 125 yeah, something or something? Like you know, a 35, and he just completely blows somebody up, and, you know, they die screaming in a fiery vehicle explosion. Usually, you know, th you'll find out a week later that, oh, by the way, Henry Ruggs, you know, he lived on the edge, and he did this, and he did that. And I never, did you guys hear much no. about him? Cause no. No. I got the that impression that his teammates were kind of crushed. Like, they yeah. really liked this guy, and yeah. they thought he was a good guy who made a really big mistake. I mean, a huge mistake. That was... Yeah. But Awful. If he did nothing else, I assume that will be considered at sentencing. Not that I'm dying to see him out again, whipping around his Corvette. But, God, can you imagine blowing it more than that? Not at all. That's really incredible. A one night, yeah. So any given Sunday, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else is in that movie. There were a lot of well, James uh, Woods. Who, James Woods was he the who's the owner? Defensive uh, coordinator or something? Oh, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Her ownership is in question right now. Where I am in the movie. <laughs> oh, you haven't finished it. <laughs> no, I haven't finished it. Lt plays LL. <laughs> Doesn't he cut? A, wait, did he cut a car in half in real life or in that movie? In the movie. Did he do it in real life as well? Uh, Hacksaw Reynolds did. Okay, maybe that's where it was stolen from. <laughs> Matthew Modine's in that movie. Oh, Lauren Holly was in that. I, how did I miss her? J, John McGinley, I know he's... God, there's a lot of stars in that movie. Yeah, Aaron Eckert and LL. Okay, Cool's is yet. Halle Berry in a football movie? Hmm. There's, a, there's a drop that Valenti plays that I want. Where going, We're rooting for you! And screaming Halle Berry screaming style. Oh, really? Program. We're rooting for you! She's I think it's program. Halle Berry. It sounds like her went... Oh, the program? Yeah. Fuck, can you pull up a Halle Berry scene from, for Program? The Program. One of my favorite movies ever. So we have great. a Cliff Notes of the Program. So awesome. <laughs> it was a great movie. She plays Autumn Haley. So they edit, wasn't, wasn't Bo in that movie? Did they so edit him out of the movie? Who? Wasn't Bo Schembechler? Didn't he have a cameo? Didn't a bunch Did of he? college coaches have yeah, a cameo? Yeah, I think so. I Has think he been right. edited out of it? Uh, not that I know of. Wait, did you go by Halle Berry? Well, I mean, I can't even find a scene with her in it. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Is that Halle, trailer of Halle Berry, the program? Oh, it's a, yeah, we'll never find it. Yeah, I, I kind of want to see the, I want kind of see that trailer. The program. <laughs> it was so stupid. James Conn was so intense as a coach. Oh, let's get the guy from uh, that uh, Gay Brian Pickle movie. Well, here, this is a quick cliff notes. Here's two Mike minutes. The coach. Here's two minutes and 30 seconds, okay, and you won't have to watch the movie. Hey, good looking. How about a date? I'm not interested in you big-headed football players in the program. Yeah, how about if I lie down in the middle of this busy intersection? Joe, don't. I am Joe. so on the edge. Stop. Joe's quarterback. Isn't this the edited version of the program? Hell no. I still won't go out with you. Say, will you go out with me if I drink this Drano? Don't do it. Mmm, that is good. It looks like fun and safe, too. I'm in love. 
the following Saturday. The program is down by four. It's the last play of the game. Joe Kane back to throw. Receivers open. He Joe throws Kane. and it's intercepted. The program loses. And Joe Kane is upset. <laughs> God damn it all. I just hope he doesn't go out and get so cocked he gets a drunk driving ticket tonight. Ironically, over the weekend, the quarterback for the program, Joe Kane, is arrested for drunk driving. I am so wasted. <laughs> Monday morning, the coach and the quarterback answer questions at a press conference. Hey, coach, <laughs> what does this do to the program? Hey, look, pal, I haven't even had my morning cup of battery acid yet. Oh. No, that's a good cup of battery acid. Hey, Coach, any comment? Yeah, it could be the end of the program. No further questions <laughs> on the state of the program. Hey, Joe, what's your punishment? I'm going into rehab, and I'm going to put a blowtorch to my head for five minutes a day. Then I'll rejoin the program. No further questions. One month later, after rehab... <laughs> Joe, congratulations on your rehab. That's more important than the program. Hey, thanks. Hey, let's party. The program is going to a bowl game. What do you say we split a six-pack? Joe! A faint thinner. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah, but first, let's ball. But we don't have a condom. No, it's okay. I just got a mild case of the clap. Nothing contagious or nothing. Don't worry. I can get pregnant. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, the program. Take, oh, oh, oh. Take this one for the uh, program. Uh, the program. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, for the program. Right there. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, capital P for the program. Daddy's got a program. Daddy's got a program. And now you don't have to watch the movie. Yeah, you know, I, I, hearing it reminded me that it's so funny how generic yeah. they make this Southern football, but they just call it the program. Did they ever say what school it was? Oh boy, I yeah, thought ESU, right? Um, East. Um, but they never uh, did. They say the name. I, I swear, yeah, I, don't I don't think they did. I don't know. They play Michigan in the game and lose. Yeah, I think that's why Bo was on there. Oh wow! Wow, that's movies that old. No, it's not that old. Program. You know what's missing in that Cliff Notes Theater is Latimer when he uh, gets starting defense. Do you remember that? Does he do something crazy? You remember that he goes out and just headbutts with the window of the car? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Starting defense! <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> they had to edit out the scene where he's laying in the road in yes. front of traffic. Because so many teams impersonated it, right? Yeah. Or they were going to. Or maybe somebody did. But, oh, yeah. It was I'm sure someone did. Controversy. When did the program come out? 93. Right there! Do it for the program. Omar Epps. Hey, um, I haven't seen a whole lot about this, but Aretha's house for sale? Yeah. So does this mean the kids need money? Like the house has been sitting there all this time, and the kids <laughs> go, you know what? I need some dough. What is mom? What what a mom shit can we sell? Well, there's a whole fucking house in Palmer Woods. Is this the one that has say, all her dresses house? in it or something? It's got the bobcat in the backyard. No, that's a, see, that's <laughs> a different that's I a different house, right? I immediately thought of the bobcat. Yeah, the bobcat, the one in Bloomfield Hills. Yeah, the yeah. drove clock crazy yeah. every time he flew over. Like that bobcat is still there. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and what was in the pool? Something was the bobcat. A bunch in the of pool? shit. I think they were just pushing a bunch of shit into. They were filling the pool with all her shit. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, there were <laughs> a lot of people that were sort of. Uh, Tried to dig deep and find out, you know, what was going on with the house because the description was um, 
uh, house needs quite a bit of rehab. Oh, really? And, well, can we see pictures? There's got to be pictures. Uh, well, somebody reported on Realtor.com, it shows a poorly maintained exterior with no interior shots. Oh. And it does have no air conditioning. You want air conditioning? You put your own air conditioning. Of course not. She hated air conditioning. Remember, she wanted it always to be moist. But there was a window air conditioner in the in the win, um, in one of the pictures, I guess. Hmm. Which a window air conditioner? A mansion? But uh, old, old house. What are you yeah. gonna do? It did needs a lot of work though. That house doesn't need shit. You think it needs rehab? You do you rehab. <laughs> After all, you rehab it. Mm-hmm. Aretha lived there. That's got to add no value to the house. I know it. It so, is somebody buy a stupid. House? No, I don't. No, it doesn't give it any additional value. Does zero. it? Zero. If anything, it takes away from the house. Wait, aren't those? Awning's kind of hideous. That's kind of the look, though, in Palmer. You said it's in Palmer Woods? Six bedroom, five bathroom, $975,000. You know I, dr- I drive through there a lot. Just been Mr. cut by two. I, dr- I, drive through, I love driving through there. Mr. Palmer Woods. Uh, boy, you got, first thing you got to do is redo that driveway. That's going to be a pretty Another drive. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, look really at that. I wouldn't even drive my car in there. I don't have but any. But you don't like it. You fix the driveway. <laughs> I don't have look. any inside pictures. There's nothing wrong with that driveway. <laughs> oh my God, it's going to take me forever to fix the outside, though. Look at that. Yo. I get dropped off there just fine. <laughs> My driver takes me to the front door. I don't need the driveway. <laughs> Fix a damn thing. <laughs> What's it listed for? Man, this has been listed. 975. 975. Come on. Just th- four years ago, they listed it for 300 grand and couldn't get any of it. <laughs> now it's listed at almost a million. I wouldn't buy it for wow, 300 what? grand. You're going to have to put way more into it than that. Oh, it sounds like a money pit. Are the taxes all paid? Because she wasn't always up to date on stuff. <laughs> There's probably so many liens against that house. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, she never paid any bill. 7,000 square feet of living space. What's wrong with the window air conditioning? Mm-hmm. 16 total rooms. A lot of those bedrooms are small, though. 12 by 10? Isn't that kind of small? Yeah, it's very small. Yeah. It's got a lot of rooms. It has five bedrooms and four and a half bathrooms. When was it built? Uh, I think it's pretty old. Oh. Yeah, those houses when they were building, nobody needed giant rooms like we do today. 1927. Three-car yeah. garage, huh? 1927. Wow. Um, somebody mentioned that, you know, or asked, you know, is that the house with all her shit in it? Because remember, she had one house that oh, yeah. she bought just to store shit in. Yeah. You know, yeah. instead of like, you know, throwing stuff out or whatever. Like, or donating yeah. it. I got too much. I'm not throwing that out. <laughs> You throw your own shit out. I'm not throwing that out. Well, I'll just buy another house. Miss Franco, we need more stuff. Can we put some stuff in storage? Yeah, I'm going to buy a house. What? You're not going to buy a storage unit? I'll just buy a house. That's great. It's got lots of space. So ridiculous. Put the bobcat in there. Oh. Never <laughs> change, Aretha. <laughs> it was just full Stay of dead. racks of gowns, I guess, oh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I remember my father-in-law worked at one of her houses. And it was quite a mess. And I paid him. Quite a mess. Oh Just boy. Shit everywhere. That's I think my favorite Aretha Franklin fact is the fact that um uh is it Johnny Rockets is her favorite restaurant of all time. Yes, Remember she that loved up? Johnny Rockets. But that makes her more endearing. I, no, I lo- I'm serious. I love it. I think it's great. There is something really likable about her. Except for yeah, the she fact was, that she would never pay her bills. She was extremely down to earth. I remember when she did that Harmony House ad. I, was mm-hmm. like, I cannot believe she's doing an ad for a local record store in yeah. Detroit. I, I mean, how much could that pay? Or was that a favor? I mean, it might have been a favor. She was like that. To pay kind off of some impulsive. bills. I'd like to see your music department. Nice, huh? Is that Haywood that's Banks? It. Yes, that's Haywood yeah, Banks. No. We 
just added a new wing. It's even got Is Haywood still doing stand up? He must be. Probably. Forget it, honey. I'm going to Harmony House. One take, Retha. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> she comes back at the end. She does the snap. <laughs> one thing's for sure Harmony House is the 100% music store because music is all we do. They give you R E S P C T. They still got their money's worth. So they give you so much respect, they felt they had to hire Aretha Franklin because it was on brand? No, I think it was more like, hey, we got Aretha. Someone write a spot. How many artists would sing their signature hook of their signature song for a TV commercial? Like, I mean, that's incredible. That's great. Good I'm surprised for the record company didn't sue her or knock it off the air. I'm a hot dog kind of service and hamburger kind of service. And there's nothing wrong with that because no. it's all good. Yes, it is. Well, she was she was her own. She was herself. I think Otis Redding should sue her. I mean, he didn't he write it? He did, and he had a hit with it the year before she had a number one with it. I think he had a number two hit with it. And actually, I love his version. Yeah, it's great. But I mean, hers is fucking great. Too. Yeah, no, it's great. She you knows she's an incredible singer. <laughs> Haywood Banks? Is that is that I, the current Haywood Banks? Yeah, I didn't know who that was. I didn't know that oh. he was a comedian when I saw that. I mean, I remember that commercial. He's a yeah, big Haywood. local comedian, yeah. But he, he's national at times, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he was based in Michigan, in Howell, I believe. He's big in the Midwest. I know Bob and Tom used to have him on all the time, too. Yeah, no, he did really well for himself. I just, you know, I have not heard his name in a while. Usually it seemed like, probably, you know why? Because comedians are never on radio anymore. Yeah. That's strange. They're on podcasts. Because that's what, you know, in sort of intersecting with the Northeast people like Carl and all, all Carl's minions or manions, like Kumia and Opie and Anthony and, and getting to listen to those shows and getting to listen to Stern after all this time, they, were, they had so many comedians that became huge parts of their show. I mean, like 20 or 30 people that were just sort of regulars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rotating in and out and in and out. And... and I think that's a, the way a lot of them really blew up was from going on those shows. So how can you, I mean, uh, I guess comedians can just go online and they just go, they oh, just go they organically viral or something. Now they do podcasts, like Brandon said. Yeah. Remember the, um, no one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Yeah, but remember uh, Mike Biner did that special on the comedy store on Showtime and then they had that round table discussion and they all said that. They all said the same thing. Like, why am I going to go do all these radio stations? When I can do like Rogan's podcast, which is like doing the Tonight Show now. Well, that's the thing. Eleven though. million people. You have to be in Joe Rogan's cool club, mm-hmm. or you don't go on Joe Rogan. So the guys that go on Joe Rogan, which is how many guys is that? I don't know. And it seems like to me, if you're out of Joe Rogan, then you're out. Yeah, but there's other podcasts. I mean, they all do each other's. Yeah, podcasts. they do. But just for somebody coming up, though, I still think you got to you got to land on that one thing that gives it's you the one a- comic that does it with his wife, who also also is allegedly a comic. I can't think of his name. Pat Oswalt. No, there's another guy, but they have a lot of comics on too. I can't remember his goddamn name though. I heard someone talking about Pat Oswalt about <laughs> whole Dave Chappelle thing. I can't believe that happened. Oh, the letter I, I, that he so took stupid. a picture with Dave Chappelle, who was performing across the street from him, so a friend dumb. of his for 30 years, and somebody gave him shit online, and so he apologized for taking the picture? Yeah, we he saw him writing the letter. By re- ha- having somebody take a picture of him handwriting a letter to his fans. What a pussy. How, how does this happen to people? 
where they get so. I mean, I realize. I, don't know, I guess he has a different audience. That I read that the, kind of shit. the the ninety six complaint list on Radio Buzzboard, but I can't imagine taking a picture with the biggest com- comedian in the world and apologizing for it. It's just bizarre. My brother sent me a still. Of the, I guess that guy commented, uh, the one that really hates me on the buzzboard, who every post is how much I suck and how fat I am. But um, at one of them, he said something about Dan being fat, too. Oh, <laughs> that's true. So, so my brother sent it to me. He goes, I haven't been fat most of the last 10 years. Uncle Dan. And then I said, yeah, the guy just. How did he know about it? I because he he listens to the show you were talking about so I'm sure so he, he went to Buzzboard I'm to sh- read up. Oh, on I'm himself? sure the Buzzboard got a lot of hits after that show. <laughs> um, but then he said, "Yeah, you know what? Some people just fucking hate me. What are you gonna do?" And he goes, "I've had actual murderers call me a lot worse things. So I'll be fine." It's like, yeah, I think that is a lot, a lot different. They had a, um, a keyboard warrior versus a fucking convicted murderer. You want to get the uh, Jason Carr video? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to watch the whole thing. How aloof is he in it? Well, you gave me this video that you had stumbled across over the weekend. It's the full 30 minutes. Before, we only had that brief snippet. This is a full 30 minutes of that final show. and uh, That's really good quality, too. It is. It's That's pulled off the server. <laughs> you know, does he look disheveled? Yes. Yeah. Yes, like really disheveled. Yes. Look, it's, it's, I'm speculating here, but he looks, he looks bombed. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it... <laughs> Yes. Isn't it time for him to say something like, I'm sorry, or I'm not sorry, sorry, not sorry, or sorry, or I'm going to rehab. Nah, he's not going to rehab. Well, let me no, ask I don't, you. I don't know that he's drinking. I have no idea. I mean, people talk. And he say seems things. worse for wear. I'll just say that. Look, he it's, seems, it's, it's he seems Bill Bonzian. It's 9.01 in the morning. I tell you, I, I really could not help thinking about Bill Bonds the first time I saw it. I was like, this yeah. seems like a Bill Bonds rap. Yeah. It how seems, he, which is good. And if he's missing shows, how do you miss a show that's on at 10 a.m.? I, I don't, I can't hardly believe that. Now, I, this is a full 30 minutes. Do you have uh, certain points to stop and start at? No, I, th- I think the first five minutes, you get a pretty good feel for what's going on here. But let me just mention uh, Luke Nowacki first, because if you have a big financial decision, or if you don't have a financial plan, you really should be doing this. It's be- always better late than never. And maybe you think, oh, but uh, I'm this age. Or uh, No, it's always better because it doesn't take that long to make things happen. If you maybe come to some conclusion in meeting with Luke that you need to do this, 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 and we'll try to build you know, this account, that account. We'll invest in this. We'll, we'll balance whatever it is. You know, we'll, we'll risk this much. We'll be this aggressive. And here's what we're trying to do. Anyway, it's worth a call to Luke Nowacki. Um, some people have specific questions about uh, what are the 529s, the college funds, and things like that. Yeah. Anyway, he and his team of MFC Pinnacle Wealth Strategies can help you plan for all your financial goals, both today and into the future. Call Luke at 248-663-4748 for a complimentary consultation to see if your plan aligns with your goals. Security Investment Advisory Services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. Member FINRSIPC, Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated is separately owned. Other entities and members here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates. And Christina, Trudy's favorite advertiser, who is uh, doing her thing with KW Domain. They've got so many listings. If you drive around at all looking at houses, which is fun to do, you cannot believe how often you see KW. They just kill it. And she's been doing this for over 20 years. Really, her first job, her only job, her last job, unless she surprises me. Christina is doing very well, and she's got a really solid team to help you market your home or to help you find the home of your dreams. So when it's time to move, go with the obvious choice. Christina Gennari. Go to soldchristina.com. Call, or, or actually, uh, 
Yeah, you can call or text her. 248-550-4788. Did you see her today? Where was Christina? She's at the viewing, or at the ceremony. Oh, no, I did not. Yeah. Well, you didn't see me either. No, I didn't. She was really did you good. go to Fifth Avenue? I did not, no. Okay. No. With all the cold, this is the perfect time to introduce our new sponsor, Pam! Except they're not a new sponsor. Because public adjusters in Michigan represent you, the insured, for property insurance claims if a pipe bursts or winter weather causes you to need to make an insurance claim for damage. Call Pam first. They'll get you more money, and they handle the entire claims process. My favorite part. Um, so here's what you do. Go to callpamfirst.com or click the Pam logo on our website. And I got to tell you, they are aggressive, and they don't let go. Sometimes these things take a long time. And they are, Robert is incredibly persistent. It's my money, and I need it now. He's also very busy, but he still has really done great work for our Don't people. let her go. So, Don't let her go. Yeah, today was uh, my friend Matt's mother passed away, Sharon, at the age of 86. So they had a service at the, and I don't know if I've been to a synagogue. Yeah, the Ira Kaufman for yeah. a funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a fantastic job. <laughs> Just fantastic, I thought. When when I it was it was really nice. And Matt, it was it's, really it's a good. really good storyteller. He had a great that great joke too about how it's being early, so everybody will understand me. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I walked in though, you know, I don't know if you noticed, there's a sign on the door. I don't door. know if people can understand right now because <laughs> it's later. There's a sign on the door about wearing masks. I don't know if you saw it. So I walked in. I'm like, oh, I what, was, what did the sign say? Just please wear a mask. I'm sure it's been up there for a long time. I so I walked in. I'm like, oh, there's there's a box of masks. And I go to reach in. I'm like, oh, those are yarmulkes. Oh. <laughs> but the way they were folded, I'm like, oh, those are really nice masks. And they were yarmulkes. I'm like, oh, I don't need that. I don't know, but it was, you know. It's a Is anyone wearing a mask? <laughs> no, no. One it was a different world, though. And it was it was a really, really nice ceremony. What an amazing woman. Yep. Um, just a, and, and I like the word matriarch. Yeah. Or, because that's not a, I don't think of that word for many people, but I definitely think of it for her. Yeah. And, and it's one of these unique families, too, where you, you will know everyone in the family. If you, well, if you meet Matt, you will. But I think it's the same way with Cy and Stess and Mark, that if you know one of them, you will know all of them yep. because they're so mixed up with each other in, in a good way. Good family, yeah. And their community under themselves, too. I Honestly, I had, I had a good time. I like, I like all these people. I like all their friends. Yeah. Everybody. It was, it was really nice. Mickey was there. Did you see Mickey Redmond? I didn't see Mickey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I said hi to him, but, you know, he was you know, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I made it over to the, <laughs> and the post bash at Fifth Avenue at the whole upstairs. You did? Wow. Yeah, I made it over there for a little bit, first half of the game. Yeah. But I realized... I'm not watching the game very well because I was talking to people and um, and then I had to get going with the show and stuff. But well, I gotta say, they had great food. Go, They're probably still going. We should go trap after, door. after the show. Going going back to the I game. Didn't trap door. I, tra- I told Matt, Matt, I'm trap dooring. By the way, going back to the game, you missed what I thought was one of the best highlights of the game during the first half, which was the commercial for Tom Cruise. Just Tom Cruise in general. I did not see this. And I'm watching. It's the first spot in the break. It's a really long commercial. And Charlotte was there watching it with me, and and I'll tell you what she said at the end too, which I thought was a really good point. And all it is is Tom Cruise yelling. Here we go. Um, it- Here we are, stunning South Africa, and we're filming Mission Impossible. Do you have any idea where he is? Because I didn't understand no. a word he just said. Because he's leaning out of a helicopter. There's some landmass below ah, him. What's that? And he's, he's just not going to jump out of that, is he? 
Come what is that? Sure, why else would he be filming it? But tell me what you think this is a commercial for. We're all knotted up in the second. I thought it's pretty hard to understand them, to be honest. Everyone! Here we are over Sunday, South Africa! And we're filming Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and 2. Interpreter, please. I don't please. want the year to end without thanking you all for coming out to the theater. <laughs> and thank you for supporting Top Gun Maverick. What? Hey. Hey, Jim. Chris McCoy. Writer, Who? director. The writer and director, I guess. Thank you. Hey, uh, For whatever he's promoting. Go. We got to get this shot. Oh, yeah, we're filming. We got to get this shot. He's got that goofy Tom Cruise smile the whole time. Good luck. Okay. We'll see you down there. <laughs> he just jumps Whoa. out of the plane and chopper or whatever. <laughs> right backwards. Thank you for supporting Top Gun Maverick. What is this? As always, thank you for allowing us to entertain you. <laughs> it truly is the honor of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Nice shot of his junk, by the way. <laughs> Very good. I'm running out of altitude. What? So, I better get back to work. We gotta get this shot. I think they could have You're edited this a little better. And happy holiday. From Tom Cruise. We'll see you at the movie. Crazy new. And then he just like goes off into the ocean. There was snow on the on the land. Is it gonna be a little cold? So Shar goes. So did he just land in the ocean? Is yeah, he alive? It just stops. Tom Cruise could be dead now from filming that commercial. We have no idea. That was ridiculous. So ridiculous. I, you couldn't understand half of what he was saying. I feel like he just likes doing stunts now, and so he's paying money so everybody can watch him on national television. <laughs> Do a stunt. Get a YouTube channel. <laughs> Why not? Just do it on YouTube. Wouldn't it be funny if Tom Cruise became a YouTube star? <laughs> but there's like, no, there's really I mean, no. Who would it be easier for than Tom Cruise be, to be, be a YouTube huge star? for him? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, he's too I busy. I mean, Trump's selling NFTs. He might as well be a YouTube Why does he do a YouTube channel? He's left money on the table. Yeah. yeah, Trump should have a YouTube channel. Honestly, Trump should just have a fucking podcast YouTube show where he just talks. Why does Trump not have a podcast? Wouldn't you think he would have a podcast? With yeah, my pillow, it, spending millions to be the only advertiser. Instead of, well, he does all these other shows. <laughs> That's not, right. Why not just keep it in house, Trump, and do your own show? Oh God, who knows? Maybe there's legal issues, but I don't think he would. We care would have about such that. high ratings. Anyway, I just, I just want celebrities now to do their own commercials like that for nothing, just where they're doing stupid stunts. How dumb. Yeah, what's the call to what's the call to action? It, it promotes so it's on this the lines are on CBS today and Paramount is the one that puts out all his movies. So it was really pushing Top Gun because it's I coming see. to Paramount and Mission on the Impossible. But yeah, but it's just but there's none of that information until the very end for like 5 seconds. Um let's uh let's take a look at Jason Carr just for fun. I mean, I got 47,000 views on my Twitter. Was, That's what matters the most. I, I got I got like 200 new Twitter followers, too. That was pretty cool. I mean, it just seems like they never come in bunches like that. All right, here we are. We'll just kick it off right, right. from the beginning. Are you going to tweet out this whole 30 minutes, too? You should. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I, I do well, that to the viewers. <laughs> and we are back. Yes, indeed. <laughs> this is Call it the light. Do, I feel like... Shadowy men on a shadowy planet. Um, <laughs> this is so. So let's extrapolate onset. our conversation about single-serving friends from vacation mm -hmm. to uh, sort of a larger tableau. 
tableau. What? There's a lot going on down there. Yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> just friends in general, acquaintances, people you know, that kind of thing. It's right. like he's in a really good mood here, doesn't he, so now, far? No, you... Everybody in the building loves curry hops. No, there isn't one person here that does not like curry hops. Not one. Not Plus a single second. person. That I'm aware of. Would anyone know who he's talking about right now? I think she's a receptionist. I think he does he, say that. No, he's isn't he the he, he's the receptionist. Oh, oh, is that the guy he's talking to? Yeah, I okay. think that's I think okay. that's the producer of okay. the show, right? Oh, the one okay. you end up seeing, you know, kind of on the split screen. You right? cannot see Jason Carr's eyes. <laughs> no, it seemed like quite puffy. Um, wait, is it still rolling? Yeah, every time I pause. Okay, it, go ahead, let it roll. Just let it roll. There's nothing he says that's that important. <laughs> Except everybody this. in the building loves curry hops. No, there isn't one person here that does not like curry hops. Not one. Who agrees with Jason on a few things but doesn't get fired? He doesn't want to get dressed down. <laughs> I mean, you might have a secret nemesis that right. would never let you know that he doesn't like you or she doesn't like you. But for, for the most part, Curry Hobbs is beloved in the building. Mm -hmm. Now, I cannot say the same of myself. <gasps> mm -hmm. A manager in this building once said to me, Jason, you have... Uh, some people find you to be aloof. Mm -hmm. I do not think of myself as being remotely this, aloof. This Honestly, really I, bothers him. I yeah, wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have expected that word. That's, By the way, that's aloof that's is a, not the a, worst that's thing. That's a wild word choice. No, I'm Carrie, get into anyway, you're not aloof. You're just kind of an asshole to a lot of people here. <laughs> that's what he should have said. <laughs> Aloof's but, not that but, bad. But Carrie but knows it better like to something say that. you would be trying to help someone like Jason with like, you know, just getting around and chit-chatting with people in the building would probably go a long way. Yeah. He's not saying you know, you're impossible, you're an asshole. I think aloof, I, I could see him being aloof because he's, he's a little smug, he's a little high-minded, as you'll hear when he describes himself, what he thinks he is. But are the weeds here on this. Okay. I've worked at seven television stations. And I've never been aloof. Seven. Until this one. Here is the only place that I have run into the... Well, how do I want to phrase this? I guess you've become uh -oh. aloof then. <laughs> you just became aloof. <laughs> Finally, we something good on TV. Yeah. Commotion going on in the atrium, like like the building is kind of waking up right now. <laughs> right. Um, seven television stations since 1986, when Ooh. I was a high school sports intern, and I was cutting highlights for the weekend sports anchor. Mm -hmm. Among those seven TV stations, I have never encountered so many no-eye-contact non-talkers as work here. Mm -hmm. Is this gaslighting? He's calling I everyone else I would put the loose. number at 3 and 10. <laughs> right. Pass them in the three hall. 3 and 10? They don't look at you. They don't talk to you. Oh, yeah. They go back to their desk. Hmm. 3 um, and 10. Yeah. Pause yeah. for a second. People that work here are... I'm going to say, if you have a show and hour-long show on a TV station and people are nodding and not saying hi to you, they it's probably yeah. you. Yeah. It's not like the, them. It's like the girl who only dates assholes. Mm. Right? Just every guy that I've dated is an asshole. It's like, well, maybe you're the problem. I don't think that many people are generally aloof. Why would all the aloof people be at Channel 4? They Do they be. seek aloof people? Or is he saying that think they not. work so hard their nose is stuck to the grindstone? That's hard to believe. 
But it's just weird that he's called aloof and then says, I'm not aloof. Everyone's three out of ten people here are aloof, but I'm not. I told you, don't call him aloof, man. It's By the way. It's his, it's his central trauma. Can we talk to the previous six stations and make sure that no one found you to be aloof? I doubt you changed that much. Although maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe this is the coolest show in the history of television. It's, no eye contact. It's a bit of a you, you, right? you show, isn't it? So possibly to them, I might seem aloof. Yeah. But they seem aloof <laughs> to me. Right, right. They seem aloof to there's, me. There's, there's a, a couple of people My wife was when I with me. They seem aloof <laughs> to me. Right, right. I'm writing there's, this drop there's, down. There's 302. A, a couple of people over here that when I first got here in 2016, I walk in the door and every, I'm like, you know, high-fiving, you know, back-slapping hugs. Yeah, hey, yeah. welcome aboard. Yeah, the big we'll star's coming you, in. Yeah. Yeah. And, Save the day. And couldn't be bothered to get up from their desk right. to say hi to me. They're right. working. Am I aloof? Or are they aloof? Okay, pause for a second. <laughs> you know, I feel bad. I feel bad for Carrie. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I definitely. Sucks. Is that a little much to think that you are so important that if yes. everyone doesn't get up from their desk to yeah. backslap and hug you because you've entered the Channel 4 orbit, for God's sakes? Really? Yeah, I think that's weird. I don't, I think he might, I think he's a bigger star than he is. I'd rather just do go there and do my work. Um... Now, I would expect that, everyone to get up. But he had that great reception, though, remember? Because of that did, great video of when he left Fox 2. <laughs> he was did his last show at Fox 2, and then I think he got permission to Facebook Live yeah. his trip down to Channel 4, in the door at Channel 4, which I thought was you, uh, you, you also. You think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not taking over the 11 o'clock news. <laughs> he's doing Live in the D at 10 a.m. Sounds like he wanted to, though. <laughs> I guess so. That's ridiculous. That would be a ridiculous. Know, Devin's thing. only been there for what three decades. Well, Jason, was when was he? Was he anchoring at Fox Two, and I missed it? Ah, uh, that's a great. I don't. I don't think so. Boy, I don't was, know. He, was he I on the remember. Nine ever? I mean, hell, that was six years ago. Wasn't he on the Nine? I guess maybe he wasn't a reporter, so he had to been a studio guy. Well, I remember when he was a reporter because he he was a good reporter. Yeah, I thought he did pretty good work. I, I, I think I, he was on the Nine. I guess okay. That just shouldn't I mean, be that hard I, to know. I liked him because he was a little different than just, you know, the no, he is. guy that would just stand there and, you know, tell the story. He would do things a little different, which is good, but that doesn't make you lead anchor. <clears throat> well, he was the mayor over there. He was uh, the man of the people. Yeah, just and he was the glue guy. Just ask him. No, I don't think he was the glue guy. Something tells not me from he's what not heard. a glue guy. Now, Sheila Smith, that's a glue person. <laughs> Jason, I don't think he's a glue guy. He's a haircut looking all homeless and stuff. <laughs> I kind of agree. <laughs> it look very disheveled. That's a deep, that's, we're in the weeds now. I like to think of myself as being, like, my nickname where I used to work was the, the podcast, mayor, Jason. the glue, right, right. and man of the people. Cherry, yeah, All right, three Cherry, nicknames right, right. bestowed upon me by the, the news mayor. director, Dana, who's now in San Diego. We right. Dana on the phone from San the Diego. The glue, the mayor, man of the people. Right. That's too many names. If you work here and you think that I'm aloof, I, said, I, I don't think the problem's on my side of the ledger. I, I gen, well, like, let's get a microphone in front of them and find out. Exactly. It's, it's the word <laughs> that's like really like messing with me. Like that's not. Do you find me to be remotely aloof? No. <laughs> Is he really going like, to tell you, Jason? Aloof? 
I mean, isn't, this is this is when he should be walking around the building asking the best, people yeah. if I'm aloof. You and I both yeah. work with this somebody. This is what's bullshit is that and you know, they you don't know have a microphone. You do. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a, not a good freeze. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's now, wild. You and I both work with somebody. <laughs> and you know you know exactly yeah, who boy, I'm going to uh, talk about. We'll yeah, see. Boy. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk about that, Jason. Who is infamously uh, <laughs> cranky, cantankerous, yeah. sullen, rarely smiles or laughs. Right. I mean, very even keel. You know who I'm talking about, yeah, right? Well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I see him being gregarious with other people. Yeah. But all I've ever gotten from him is cantankerousness. Right. Because you're aloof. Why he and I are not friends? Like, like, like. Hey, let's go have a beer. Right, right. He doesn't like you. I literally that, have no idea. That'd be spending more time with you than he already I wants to. I literally have no idea why we're not like because you're going you, out for a beer. Because you're you, you, you like you do the same stuff, right? Huh? I see him cutting up. Oh, he's, with you. he's on the air. I see obviously. him down here visiting with you. But of course, everybody visits with. Who's Cara he talking about? Everybody. He's talking about Car, the producer, or whatever. No, who is he talking Ev- about? Evrod, Evrod right yes. now? Yes. Cantankerous, cranky, stubborn. Well, no, he's talking about currently working with this person. Yeah, no, I was just wondering oh, okay. who somebody because he said maybe right. it's because he does the same thing as you. Oh, so I was thinking, is he talking about a news anchor, or a news reporter? I don't know. The building loves Kari. It is so I know that he's capable of being friendly and yeah. outgoing. Even though his default is sort of like a... Uh, what is the format of this show? Is it all, Jason Carr? I don't know. This is a brilliant format, though. <laughs> Honestly, I think this is one of those things where, hey, we have a new uh, streaming service. We're going to need you to fill about a half an hour a day. Just could you just talk anything? about you? But he could do that. He could do that. No, he very well could. If he wasn't... If he's on his game, he could definitely I don't do think it. he's on his game. Though. I don't he either. certainly seems no, something worse, off. worse for wear. Yeah. I, mean, I get from him is... Oh, I've never insulted his mother. Yeah. What? Or his sister. I've never like been at odds politics wise with him. But but you know the default. So that it's not it's not, it's not you. I thought there was a beer. Not, <laughs> he just, that's the he's swigging it hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like a stuttering no, John no, Swig. I'm just saying, like you but you also understand with, with that was it ice tea? The, the base. Yeah, it looks like an energy it's like, drink. Yeah, it's not. It's not you. It's just a thing. Yeah, it it's just in swing me. A little more. I'm. I'm cute. His eyes look heavy. I'm, I'm, I'm cute. I'm like a. I'm like a. A, a human teddy bear. I, I. I can't do anything about it. Listen. <laughs> nobody has ever said I'm cute. With more. Uh. Uh. Self-awareness and less self-aggrandizement <laughs> than what you just said. Okay, he gets, he gets you into, exactly correct. You can just pause it. You can pot it down. He gets into the news ahead, and there's pauses like five seconds between stories. Oh, really? It's weird. Yeah, it's it's oh, odd. It's, I don't think there's much more to be gleaned here because we've heard the what he said about Evrod. I can't wait to watch the last 20 minutes. There's no numbnuts in here, though. He doesn't call anyone numbnuts, so that must be in another... Eli should put this in part two of the 75-year thing, because this is (laughs) riveting television. It kind of is.
<laughs> I, I was riveted for a short time, and then I realized that I was getting very bored, so I thought, maybe we should just play the first few few minutes of it, get a feel for it. They they needed a mobile camera with them, so we could just walk or tumble around the I building. Still, I still don't know, I don't know what I've that seen... blue ball is behind him there. Yeah, that is weird. I, and I, I still don't believe I've seen his eyes six minutes into this. No. I'm trying to think of who, because there's there are a few other people whose eyes don't seem to open at all. Who did I say that it was declared legally blind because their eyes are so shut? It wasn't too many shows ago, I don't think, but I can't remember who it was. I don't know. But where this is paused right now, you can see that. Um, now, CBS is starting a news operation. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But are they going to want Jason Carr? Oh, they should. Probably. I know, I, know, I know they've reached out to a couple of, a couple of people around here. Uh. Yeah, I, I was reading yeah, knows them, some but... people talking about the new CBS, and, and they were saying that most of the people are coming from other markets, not big markets, but, but they're trying to build a young... They've definitely asked people in this market. Okay. What, nobody wants to do it? Um, no, I don't think necessarily it. I'm not going to speak for other people, though. Just I mean, people usually I people to. love getting attention from another suitor, especially... Mm-hmm. That's the problem in this town, is that so many people here, and I understand it because I'm the same way right now, at least at this point in my career, they don't want to leave. So they hang on to those jobs with everything. Yeah. They should put this podcast on the CBS station. Yeah. They never would. No. I can't believe that brief we clip that you tweeted out got 50,000 views. I know. Imagine if you put this whole 30 minutes out there. Uh, with our commentary? No, that's what the video. <laughs> well, we should do it like mystery, mystery science theater. What? Um, oh God! I, I, you know, I couldn't help thinking about Taryn. I feel bad for her because obviously, you think she's hurt or you think she's pissed? Um, I think she'd be pissed. I'm gonna think. I'm thinking pissed. All I know is um, <laughs> some wise guy on Facebook put there. They, they did a photo shoot a few months ago. Of them doing, like, fall fashion clothes or something. Mm. And they're very sexy shots. I mean, I think they're intended to be. I didn't find them all sexy. But, I mean, Taryn looks great. Yeah. But, you know, they're, like, staring into each other's eyes. And I thought it, it looked like a real media power couple thing. And I just thought, oh, that didn't age well at all. No, no. At all. And I thought the, you know when <laughs> the part that we had on Thursday, Brandon, where, where he... At the end, he's he's like, well, I probably said too much, and then he waves, yeah, like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasn't that wave weird? Yeah, I thought it was really uncoordinated. I thought it looked like a girl waving, like, or, or or an inebriated person, or maybe waving a girl drinking a lot. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it just looked weird. Yeah. Everything about that was weird. But yeah, I I can't speak for Taryn. Maybe she knows exactly what he's yeah. talking about. Yeah. But go back to what Eli said. <laughs> Where this is you got already got five things that you've been talked to about. Yeah, you got it. That's I don't. You know, I at some point you got to change, or they're going to get rid of you. I can't believe I you can, can miss I can't more you than miss shows. shows. Yeah, you're missing that's, shows. That's I, I inexcusable. Know. I'm that's just going to say that that's Eli, Eli said that he has sources. He knows a lot of people. I don't know that to be true. I've never heard that. Um, if it isn't true, I, I would love to correct it. But I, you know. well, Jason, should come on the show. I got the impression that, yeah, I wouldn't mind talking to him. I'd love to talk to him. I feel bad for him at the same time, uh, I mean, for a lot of reasons, because 
Honestly, he's about the exact same age I was when Riff blew up for me. So, are you saying he should go to Detroit Sports 1051? No. Why don't you film Definitely yourself not. walking from uh, Riff over to 1051? <laughs> <laughs> and then get mad because you weren't received with cheers and applause <laughs> like Jason Car. was. Why hasn't Gary Newman been played at all today? <laughs> Is that the one you want? Very disappointing. Right. No, I love that. Because every time that the hook comes up, you can't help but want to say, Jason cares. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Taryn, that's got to be such a drag for her. I mean, she's just trying to quietly anchor her way at Fox 2, and yep. it's a great thing. A and good this gig shouldn't, there. This shouldn't affect it at all, but how can it not? How can that affect her? I mean, honestly, he should have used this for that show, too. It should have been his intro. Amen. It's a good intro music. Can somebody please do a parody of this? To Jason Carr. Bob Baffy, can you get on that? (laughs) You can do it right now. Here in my car. (laughs) He's got a... uh... There's a documentary on Gary Newman that I saw. He's very much on the spectrum. Oh, really? He's kind of a weird guy. But he's, he, like I said, he's much bigger. He was pretty huge over there. He'd write a song about a car. I mean, it seems kind of spectrum He had other hits. That was his only hit over here. As far as I remember, I don't remember any other hits. And Brandon keeps putting Gary Glitter up on the screen. Gary Glitter is getting out of prison. The pedophile. Oh, the champion pedophile. Oh, my Gary God. Glitter. I, I got to say, I'm excited about one aspect of it. I want to see if he's got his wig on when he comes out. Do they give oh, him his wig back? There's already pictures of him without it in prison. No, so. I know. So does, is he going to come out he and be like, He probably gets it Why? when he checks out. He gets his wallet, his keys, his wig. It's going to be all nasty and covered in dust. No, weird. It's going to be like a powdered wig because of all the dust it's collected. And he's going to come out and act like, no, this is my real hair. It's been here all the time. What are you talking about? Is Rock and Roll Part 2 going to make a comeback since he's out of prison? Why not? He's paid his dues. It served its time, the song. So... Because Michael Jackson was found not guilty because he had Tom Mesero defending him. Mm-hmm. So his music can still be played anywhere and everywhere. Well, I will say uh, Jackson's music's a little better than Gary Glitter's. What? But Gary Glitter had the Ultimate Stadium song. Yeah. I mean, everybody played this. Mm-hmm. Hey! Hey! I have to say... I did the deep dive on Gary Glitter. I mean, I liked him a long time ago. I loved his version of Do You Want to Touch, you want to touch which, of course, is horrible now because we know what we know. But I thought that song was great. I loved Joan Jett's cover. Yeah. And then watching some of his other videos, first of all, he was phenomenal live. He did a great live show. I thought he had a sound that was you knew it was a Gary Glitter song right away. But I like that, I like that drum sound, mm-hmm. which is different than... Almost anything, and I thought it was pretty good. Have you ever heard of this song? What song is this? Another Rock and Roll Christmas? (laughs) No, I don't know this. Is that a Christmas song? This is not part of any of my previous conversation.
<laughs> what a stinker. I got to say that's still better than taking care of Christmas. Oh, I could not stop laughing at that. <laughs> Gary Glitter's, so glad that guy listener called that in. Gary Glitter's going to get out of prison, immediately get TikTok, and he's going to follow Jenny Popak. That's not his type. No, yeah, I don't think it's his type. Oh, he likes boys? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, I always thought Asian. it was. I thought it was Asian, the young Asian girl. Oh, he liked. He, he Isn't was that where he got Asian? Yeah, didn't he get busted in Bangkok? Yeah. Yes, he did. Well, he went to prison in how Vietnam. Cli- how cliche. Oh, Vietnam, okay. And then he came back and, and got in trouble here. No, no, no. He, he served half of his 16 year sentence for sexually abusing three young girls. Oh, okay. Young well, girls. I didn't know he was boys. Why would he serve half his sentence? And I said, oh, he's such a great prisoner. I was like, yeah, he's a great pedophile, too. He looks like Gallagher in this so, photo. <laughs> he kind of does. Don't tell Gallagher. I do have the Gallagher uh, replay. Yeah, you, can pl- you want to play that at the end of the show? Yeah, I'll tack that on the end. Oh. <laughs> I heard Mike Calta interview Gallagher over the weekend. Who? Somebody sent me, like, Mike Calta's in Tampa. He used to do battle with... Bubba the Love Sponge and MJ and, and BJ, all the, the most Tampa jerk. regulars. Yeah, the most jerk. <laughs> Mike Kelta eventually won, I guess, because Bubba the Love Sponge, I mean, he just kind of went off the rails and never came busted. back. Didn't he bit he with got, a federal thing? Because he got he was caught because he was cheating diaries, with the ratings. Yeah. He also was, was, he was um, obstructing justice, too. He got an attorney drunk and got him a DUI because he was the attorney for the opposing side of his case. I mean, there's so many crazy things mm-hmm. with Bubba. But Mike Calta ended up getting the morning show, and I think maybe Bubba might have been on the afternoon for a while, or maybe Bubba was on the sister station or something, and they had, you know, they had a beef. <laughs> beef. God, anyway, Mike Calta. Radio, radio Wars. Mike Calta has Gallagher on, and did I send that to you, Brandon? No. Shoot, I should have. Anyway, um, Gallagher comes in. Mike's perfectly friendly to him. And then at some point, (laughs) Mike says that when he was a kid, he heard that Gallagher was Eddie Haskell from Leave it to Beaver. (laughs) (laughs) What a a great premise for a ridiculous question. I love it. I I love it. I did too, because who was Eddie Haskell? Alice Cooper? Uh, Alice Cooper was people used to oh, really? say that he that was one. Eddie Haskell. Yeah, yeah there were it's a couple like, it's of like others. The Brian or Marilyn Manson being in one, the Wonder Years. Yeah, I mean they're all just completely so stupid, God, but, but they're funny. And so I guess Gallagher didn't like that. So Gallagher said, "So where are you going with that? It's not funny. What's the punchline? Were you in it?" And then um, and then Michael's like, "What?" what? What? What's wrong? I can't just bring it up. And then Gallagher's like, "Yeah." So anyway, I'm at Tabola, and Mike's like, "No, no, 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 no. Let's go back a second. Why are you being such a dick?" And Gallagher's like, "Well, I wasn't trying to." And he's like, "He's like, just get out of here. Just get out of here, Gallagher. Screw you. I'm trying to do you a favor to promote your show." Get out of here, Gallagher. Puts his hat on. And Mike said something like, go smash some fruit in the hallway. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Here it is. There it is. Oh, you can go in about five or six minutes because I think they, they're talking about other stuff and then they get to Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the job was in an ammonium nitrate Okay, plant, this is the friendly so, part. Oh, you only had to know. It's going to get ugly chemistry. pretty quick. Right. So that was f- fairly easy. Where was that? <laughs> 
in uh, Tampa, Florida. <laughs> right. Guy was getting his Tampa background, which is very important. This doesn't have a punchline either, Gallagher. My left hand here that happened in the lab. What did you do? That's because well, you only took a couple of courses and yeah. screwed it up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? I did the put the stopper in the long neck bottle wrong, and it twisted and went through my hand. Oh, Jesus. But that was repaired at Tampa General. My mother worked at Tampa General as a Oh, my God, who cares? So you, everybody had to talk to her when they went to the hospital. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah, back in those this old is about, days. I want to say like uh, four or five minutes in at the most. Is here with us. You believe you've been on the show. I mean, I know you have once before, and it was uh, we had a phone connection. It was a horrible phone connection. We we started talking about. I, I told you that I for years when your specials came out, I had believed as I was a kid that you were Eddie Haskell from Leave It to Beaver. Did you? Did that ever get back to you? Did you know that? No, but what a wonderful little story. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was. I never watched Leave It to Beaver. You know, it was before my time. And uh, that was like the, I remember when we watched a special in my in my grandmother's house. That was the rumor that went. And I couldn't confirm or deny because I didn't know who the hell Eddie Askell was. So I grew up thinking that for a while. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, where does this story go? See, that's your problem. It, it doesn't go anywhere. I, you can't just tell about a memory. You could ask people <laughs> if they have a memory that asshole. goes to a dead end. <laughs> But I mean, where do, where do we go with this? Now? Well, why do we have to go somewhere? Why can't I just tell you something funny that happened in my life? Why are you being a dick right away? I just well, I don't know. Uh, but the Eddie, I, I no, I'm, wait, hold on, back it up. Why are you turning into a dick to me? I didn't do anything to you, and all of a sudden you come in here with an attitude. I don't have an attitude. You kind of a little bit. All right, great. He had, okay. a, huge, he had a huge attitude. All right, Gallagher, it was nice seeing you. Right. Go smash your fruit in the hall. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. See you later. Oh. Puts the hat on. Okay. And he's tag's on your hat, Minnie Pearl. <laughs> you didn't leave anything here. Never tag yeah. Get out, you dumb uh. old dick. <laughs> but you know what? You knew. That's that's what. Why did, what happened in the hall? Uh, his manager was just asking yeah. and telling us all the details about this. And that it took and him so really why did that? Well, he why? was very insistent that the other nice. two come with him because it makes for the better show. Well, clearly well, Gallagher couldn't put on a... I can't believe that I agreed to have Gallagher on the show and he was just a dick like that. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. And then tried to roll past it like I was not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You ready? You, got, you ready for the truth now? So evidently Gallagher is doing this show... And they buy advertising on another radio station, and they sell no tickets. So they come to us at the last minute, and they said, is there any way you would have Gallagher on the show? Because we are desperately trying to sell tickets. And Gallagher's got an interesting story about with his brother and his brother taking over for him and going out on the road. That's and so I familiar. said, yeah, I'd be, I'd be willing to talk to him about that. Had no idea, by the way, that he was coming in at 7, 7.10 in prime time in the morning or 7.30 or whatever. And then he comes in, and I'm nothing but nice to him, trying to get some background because he's from Tampa. And then he's going to be a dick to me. He's Gallagher. He didn't even have his yeah. goddamn sledgehammer. Yeah. He's going to be a And where is this going to go? What it, where it's going to go is did you ever hear that, or were there any other stories that you heard about yourself like that that weren't true, that you, know, you yeah. thought were odd? Like anything. You could have made anything out of that. You know, you're trying to pull teeth to get him to talk about stuff. <laughs> right. I, I, you knew it was going to go that way, though. No, he, I, no, no. Well, when he walked saying, in. But he uh, that's about as far as he goes. Why did Gallagher get so pissed? He's just a pissy guy. I don't know, I don't know why that triggered him that way. 
Well, it was interesting. I, I do get the feeling that Colton did not want him there. I thought he was being nice. I thought he was being okay. Yeah. I mean, Gallagher set him off. If he hadn't done that, no, I, it was very although, innocuous. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it was not prime time. Morning drive stuff though. Go see your felt. fruit in the hallway. <laughs> I was dismissive. It was really good. I know. I can't believe like when he said that to him, he he turned like he wanted to say something, and then it was well, like, he couldn't. There's yeah. nothing he could do. No, he was resigned to zero hood. Yeah, yeah it's the power of the mic. Why? Do you, why does he have a big old tag on that ad? Let's see. Here's the Mini one. Pearl. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing he can do. He there. Just turns around to see if he left anything. Yeah. That's what. Tag still on your hat, Mini Pearl. You didn't leave anything here. Yeah, get out, you dumb uh, old dick. But you know what? You knew that's that's why. Why? What happened? <laughs> get out, you dumb old dick. <laughs> oh my, that's too bad. Well, uh, I listened to another Gallagher interview somebody sent me to, and I can't get over. He really was pissed that, and you know, Carl played some of it. He's really pissed that he didn't get a show like Leno or Letterman. Yeah. Because his thing just blew up. He got all those specials. And so the way he put it, and I think Carl even played the clip, he left town to go to all these gigs, and then in goes Dave. Mm -hmm. Jay came years later. Jay subbed for Johnny. But weren't they filling in for Johnny at times? Yeah. Dave too, right? Yeah. I think so. But Dave got the morning, the morning thing show, at NBC, yeah. and, and that was a great show in the wrong time slot. And then he got in the late, late night, and off. Carson was so unhip, they said, well, do anything Johnny's not doing. It was like, oh, that's wide open. Yeah. And Dave you know, brought all that great music in, which reminded me, there was a good story in the paper today about bookies. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I remember Matt telling me, I thought he said he saw the police there or something. Bookies was not a big, it was, a, you know, probably what, four or 500 people. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember who wrote the story. I should give him credit because it's a good story. Oh, I know who wrote it. It was by Rob St. Mary, author of the Orbit Magazine anthology and creator of Detroit Punk Archive. And this guy, Samuel Bookie Stewart was a bookie. During Prohibition. Oh, cool. That's how old he was when Bookies, Bookies opened in, I think it was 1978. And he owned a bunch of gay clubs in the 1940s, which is like, what? They had gay oh. clubs in the 40s in Detroit? I, I wouldn't have known that. And did some drag shows and stuff like that. And I mean, he was basically wherever the money was. <laughs> he was uh, very attracted to it. And he had a pretty good eye for marketing, I guess. So he starts booking some kind of punky out there local stuff and then he ends up booking the police who were you know breaking america the dead boys the cramps the damn johnny thunders richard hell and the void is all this like new wave punk stuff that i loved um the mutants the boners the boners and um iggy pop did a famous six night run there don was pre was not was don was yeah. and i've just heard that from a lot of people when i moved here and they find out what kind of music i like they would so many people would mention bookies and all the great stuff they used to book. I thought, wow, I think bookies was out of business. I forgot when they went out of business because he died in 84, 85. But I guess they had a really cool thing going there for a while. The godfather of gay Detroit? That's what they called him. And he wasn't gay, but he, he was a, a guy that was not afraid to open a gay club, even though there was a law against... Uh, homosexual gathering places in the 40s and I think that law was in effect actually till the 70s although it wasn't enforced 
That reminds me, did you watch 2020? They did the big Chippendales murder story. I saw that on, I saw like a six-parter on that on oh. Vice, maybe. Oh, or, really? Okay. Yeah. And I know Hulu has their dramatization of it with that Camille Nanjani plays uh, that Steve Manjari guy, the, yeah. fat, the fat Indian guy. I don't think I saw the, the dramatization of it, but it was, <laughs> yeah. it was a crazy fucking story. Yeah. Because the guy who came up with the idea... <laughs> Just hit a gold mine. Yeah. And then. Wasn't gay. He just saw, um, you know, wow, look at all these strip clubs. What if I did it for women where no men are allowed, but everybody working there was a dude and it took off? It just, I mean, it's obvious. It's sort of like the, uh, when Greg Gutfeld came along doing Late Night on Fox. I can't tell you how many people I've heard say that. Why isn't there one guy on the right in Late Night? He'd just clean up and Greg Gutfeld, who no one really likes that I can tell. Mm. I think most people just watch him because he's from the other side. He's doing more audience than anyone, and he gets no attention. I mean, honestly, how often do you read about Greg Gutfeld? Hardly ever. But this uh, this Chippendales guy, I mean, that was just, it just blew up from the start. Well, real quick, real quick. I always thought that Dorothy Stratton, the yeah. playboy, like her husband, Paul yeah. Snyder, and murderer, Paul Snyder, was the creator of Chippendales, but they cut him out early. Like it was yeah, his he, idea, and then he got cut he, out. This is going to come as a surprise. He apparently is a total zero. So yes, he, he was just <laughs> he was supposed to be the DJ. Or at least in twenty twenty, they're saying he was the DJ, and he was terrible. And I'm like, or the DJ and the MC. And I'm like, how bad do you have to be in the late seventies as an MC or a DJ at a brand new thing to get Any, fired? anyone that remotely went into business? Paul Smiter wanted to fuck Dorothy Stratton. <laughs> yeah, that's why he got jobs. Yeah. And then when they didn't get to fuck Dorothy Stratton, then he was gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then she wanted to leave him, and then he killed her. Yeah. And God, it, that's a that that movie Star Eighty is such a great movie. So it ends up Eric. Roberts so the guy that so good. So Simon Banger or Banerjee. Yeah, That's he, the guy. that was the main guy. And so then after Stratton got pushed out, there was a new guy who came and he's like, this is what you got to do. You got to make it more, um, you got to have a stage show and lights and all this stuff. Not and choreographed like, dancing. Which, which, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's really gay for this guy to come in there. <laughs> and I don't think he was gay, but that's just, I mean, it just so. But it worked. The chicks love the I mean, choreographed dancing and the stage show. And meanwhile, Banjari, who's... Um, totally straight to and married. It's like at all the calendar shoots with the biggest yeah. grin on his face. Just, I don't know, it's just weird. But uh, he got mad at this new guy because there was some napkin deal. Yeah, the guy wanted to, he's like, I'll do this for you. And it was a huge success. He didn't want to lose the guy or anything. Yeah. And I'll pay you this. And the guy's like, well, okay, I really... I think I deserve more, but how about if you just give me the right to take this thing on the road? Yep. Like a traveling show of Chip Chippendales. And the guy's like, yeah, okay. He didn't see the money in it. He just didn't, his imagination was not big enough. And so this guy starts taking Chippendales on the road. Meanwhile, the, in perpetuity the, was part of the, the yeah, big in perpetuity. Thing, yeah. But the guy, you know, who started, he was still making mountains of money. Yep. He was just pissed because this guy was making so much money taking on the road. Why don't I get a piece of that? It's kind of like Ray Kroc and the McDonald Brothers. Where Ray McDonald Brothers yeah. had the idea, and Ray Kroc's like, "We're franchising this shit," and you know, was big. Except uh, the McDonald Brothers didn't try to kill Ray Kroc, and that that was the worst murder for hire I've ever seen. Because do you remember the mur actual yes. murder yeah, itself? Yeah, it was so bad. The guy shows up in in Times Square and goes up to the 16th floor where they had their offices. And is like, "Uh, yeah, is um Denoya here?" Whatever the guy, I can't remember the guy's first name. 
Like, yeah, he's in the back room. He's like, okay, cool. And he goes back in the hallway and then comes back and shoots boom, him. Boom, boom. And it's like, who would kill this guy? Who has any motive? It's not random. Why would anybody kill this guy? And they wrote off uh, that Banjari guy because he had an alibi. He was in L.A. But right. Bon Jovi? He hired the guy, though. It totally fell apart, yeah. And then Banjari killed himself in prison. Yeah. That's, God, that's, that's. Never surprises me, you know, when somebody like that, a guy with so much money and so much power and just... That they killed himself? Yeah, and they go to jail finally for murder. And I always think, how could someone like that ever survive in prison? Then when he killed himself, I was like, oh, I guess he figured, I had a great time out there. I'm not doing this fucking shit. Bullshit. Or he's got such a huge ego, you know. And then you have the other guys like um, Sam Bankman, fuckface, who goes... And all of a sudden they think they're going to run the, the jail. That fuckface. I can't believe he loses billions of dollars of people's money. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I'm a vegan and I'm depressed. I can't go to jail. Did you see the story in the free press about the donations today? Donations? That, for? Uh, that he made to our local politician. I think it's a stabby. $56,000, and she championed the bill, yeah. the regulation bill that he wanted. Yeah, of course, which is Surely what we were talking about wanted last it. Tuesday about that. Yeah, and she hasn't returned the money, she? Got, she? Well, she got 20000 and she 20800 and she decided that she is going to donate this to a local charity. And I'm like, wait a sec. I mean, that's, no, that's no. nice and all, but that's oh, yeah, not sure. your money Fuck to you. donate is the point. What is... This is so, so stupid to so me. So what? She gets some kind of weird write-off for donating it where the people who actually, you know, it's Lost their the money. money. It's yeah. someone's money. They don't get the write-off for the donation? And that's why I can't believe oh, they all the, the losses, though. The hesitation blew my mind. It's like, how could you possibly say you're not giving the money back? I know, because it's a lot of money. Because he gave a lot of money to people. In fact, he gave over $5 million to Joe Biden. And the press secretary said, well, I don't know if, I'm not, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. And I was like... How could you? I would think as soon as that happened, you go, oh, we're giving the money back before anyone even has a chance to ask you, just announce it that, oh my God, this is someone's money. This is terrible. Just perception wise. Yeah. I thought what guy in the article, too. I felt the same way about Tom Brady and Matt Damon. They don't need the fucking money. Oh, man. I wish, shit, I wish, maybe I do have it, but I was watching CNBC, I think Thursday or Friday morning, and um, what's his name? Mr. Wonderful. O'Leary? Oh, Kevin O'Leary, yeah. Oh, my God. They were grilling the shit out of him about uh, Good. He's FTX. been chilling for SBF this whole time. Well, he he is claiming that, you know, um, eight out of ten early businesses fail, and as an investor, I expect to lose the 15. And this, the old guy on that, that early show, not Aaron Ross Sorkin, but the other guy, just starts hammering. He's like, but you weren't an investor. You're not an investor. No, you so took O'Leary money starts to talking about. It. Well, I am an investor. I invest in all these companies. Like, no, we're talking about FTX. You were paid, and then you you wanted to be paid in equity of the company. And he just kept avoiding. It was a really interesting conversation where you could see that the guys on CNBC were getting really fucking pissed at his. Well, I didn't. Know. Know. Wonderful's been going on and blaming the owner of Binance for this. Well, that's thing. that's why they were interviewing him because he he said this guy's lying about what he said. He also lost. says that he lost all fifty million dollars. I was paid in Bitcoin. If you're paid in it, you could have exchanged it immediately. You were paid in real fifteen million dollars. If you lost that, that's on you. He came across as such an. Asshole. By the way, Bitcoin's worth seventeen thousand dollars, so he did not lose all the money. Is it? It was down to. <laughs> oh, what's it? At now? It was at sixteen something earlier. Well, did they actually buy Bitcoin, or did he have FTX? I tokens? thought he said. 
I thought he had. I thought tokens. he was involved. He was invested in crypto, yeah. not Bitcoin. But he, like, that's how they paid him. And I thought, well, he could have sold. He lost whatever he lost on his own because he was paid in crypto. I know, but he's trying to act like I'm an investor in this company, and that's you know it fails, and sometimes you lose your investment. Oh, it's that's like, that's bullshit. And they that were, is bullshit. They, they were all over him about that. It was really kind of fascinating. Just like I don't think so, Dick. I couldn't figure out. Why is he trying to get away with this? Why does he think he can come out the other end looking like, you know, oh, it's just another bad investment? Well, and that's the other people who took, like, Stefan Curry, what, took money to promote (laughs) cryptocurrency? What? Why would you just fucking give it back right away? I don't want any part of this money. I I don't get it. I made a mistake. I'm really sorry. And here's the money back. Um, Nobody lost a dime on my account except those who listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> in that in that interview that Andrew Ross Sorkin, um, co-creator of Billions, by the way, if I haven't mentioned Billions in a while, he was grilling me. He said, look, Tom Brady, uh, Steph Curry, nobody expects them to really understand crypto. <laughs> but you're a major investor in a lot of corporations and a key finance person. People would have expected you to do your due diligence. And oh, my God, Mr. Wonderful did not like that answer. At all, and or that question, he started just rambling once again about, well, it's an investor, blah, blah, and they're like, but you're not an investor; you are a paid spokesperson. You did not do your due diligence. You misled people. Um, as far as the well, other guys and their due diligence, I would think before you took a giant sum of money and took jobs as ambassadors, and Giselle was the environmental chairman or whatever the chairwoman yeah. or whatever the hell she was. I would think you would know just enough to know that this is not something you want to be attached to. But they wanted the fucking money. I didn't do it. Did my due diligence? I know, but I, uh, that's tricky. I mean, should Eddie Albert have to pay for Ranieri's Keith Ranieri's crime? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes you are just a no, paid but, advertiser. But, but and- crypto. <sighs> No, that would be like someone endorsing NFTs. I feel like yeah, that's a, that's so scummy. Why are you doing that? Like, okay, Trump doing it now. It's like, oh, well, of course, Trump is doing NFTs. Christmas is coming, and, and this makes a great Christmas gift. They sold out. I have no idea. Maybe people will make lots of money. I don't root for people to lose their investments. But NFTs are a joke. I think there's a lot of people that legitimately just wanted to own them. Either as a gag or because they really like them. Maybe they're people with whatever. It's I fine. mean, people want to own other things, so I, I suppose. People like it's possible. People like digital basketball cards. <laughs> what the fuck? What Baseball the cards. Fuck? But, but, but going back to the Stabenow thing, um, it was really interesting because deep in the article, they, they talk about other people around here that got you know the maximum donation from him personally, which wasn't that much. I think, what is it, 29000 that you can donate? And one of them was Carl Marlingo. Yeah, but they had multiple employees that were giving to those well, people and telling them, yes, I've got six employees. You're not supposed to do that, but they were. They knew they were getting larger sums I, than what he was giving them. Because, And I bet you he was paying back those fucking people that were d- donating sure, from his company, prob- probably. too. But Marlinga, I thought this was really interesting because they asked him, they're like, are you going to give that money back? Or are you going to donate it to any charity? And he said, I'm not going to donate it to any charity. I'm going to wait and see when the regulators come and ask for it. Which, yeah, you could give it back, but I think that's kind of, isn't that a better answer? Like, Oh, much yeah, better. I expect them to come claw this money back, so it's yeah. parked right now. I'm not going to donate it to yeah, a so charity. So what, is Stabenow going to go to the chair and go, you know what, I need that money back. Because I got to give it to the regulators, and I gave it to you guys, and I'm fucking stupid of me. 
But I, I feel like she's, I don't, she's trying to have it both ways. Why are you donating because you want the love from this charity or because it's a night? Why don't you do both? Give the money back and donate to the charity then. She that was she's a really confuse people about who she's taking money from. It was a really weaselly <laughs> thing to do. I Ugh. thought um, the story I read, this is over the weekend, that Michigan State, um, this, this I, I, you know, I didn't write her name down. She donated a lot of money to the yeah, business school. Yeah. And she said, yeah, well, you're going to have a lot of donors who are going to pull their money, their donations, um, over the way you're mucking up this Dean investigation over the inappropriate dancing yep. guy. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. I can't wait to see what they do with that because it comes down to this guy was, um, he did not witness the inappropriate dancing. He was told about it. So the other, other people at the party reported it. And he didn't. And he said, well, I knew they reported it. I wasn't there. And they said, yeah, yeah but it's your job. You're a mandatory reporter. And so therefore, you know, you're, I guess he's, he lost his job or somebody else is going to lose their job. No, he lost his job. He lost his job. Yeah. And the, the then president left as well. But I believe. people that this happens all the time. Uh, Michigan's a uh, athletic director didn't report the letter about Dr. Anderson. Yeah. He didn't lose his job. This guy knew in his case, he knew other people were reporting it. Yeah. So it just would have been one more report. But this business of mandatory reporters is a joke. What, what is that? What do you mean it's a joke? The, if you don't commit a crime, how is this guy an expert on what this guy did at the party to report it if he didn't even fucking see it? Well, I think on an individual level, yeah, I could have a lot of sympathy for this guy because he knows other people are reporting it. But I think in general... But in he didn't see it in anyway. A, in a other situations, I mean... Like bad dancing, I don't know if that really needs to be mandatory. Well, it just seems but so sexual silly. assault and and having people report it. Yeah, I don't have. No, a problem I with think that. these. I, honestly, I think these schools just fuck up all this stuff because they don't want the school to be hurt. So they tend to probably not report or lie, or their incentive is to to not report and lie. So I don't know. They're just and and I thought it was just so funny that this one says we're not going to give our money. It's like. I, I can't believe what be whores fine. these schools are. They're such fucking whores. Look find, at all the money they'll, pouring they'll find, in. They'll find someone else to give them money. They're also mad and about... And then they'll tell everyone, we need money. We always need money. We have a, only $20 billion now sitting here on the side, and we're raising our rates, but we need more money. Um, they're also very upset because they're having a private ceremony to unveil the official portrait of President Luann Simon. Fucking cares. Who fucking cares? Oh, because well, she they care. They care enough the, to make it a private ceremony so oh, people because, wouldn't get pissed. Because she did she go to jail? She did, but then I believe a judge overturned it. So why are they having a portrait of her? She almost she's not went even going to be there. She's not even going to be there. She so, won't even be at the ceremony. What is the fucking she's point? Hang the fucking portrait up. But why? Why would they want to have a portrait of her anyway? Uh, she's part of the most embarrassing thing because, in the history of the school. Because contractually, they have to put it up. <laughs> it's part of her exit contract. <laughs> Remember? And she's trying to enforce it. You have to put my portrait up. Even though I knew stuff about this guy that was diddling chicks, and uh, my fucking portrait goes up. Yeah, and even though she was on the uh, the NCAA board after Sandusky, she still, yeah. But anyway, it's in her contract that they have to hang up this portrait. Remember, it's also oh, in her God. contract that she gets free then parking sue the in, two, in two football tickets. I want her sue the fucking school. I want a contract like that. Anywhere I work, when I leave, you put a fucking picture of me You need up. better leverage. Oh my God! These people and their paperwork. Jesus you call Mort Meisner. By the way, who has the audacity to say, "Part of my contract, I want a portrait"? 
contract. <laughs> Under any circumstances. I don't care if I go on a mass murder streak. I want my portrait. I almost would rather. I don't want any portrait of me there. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, no, I'm sure she... Oh, I did nothing wrong. I did what? nothing, but I did the best for these students. And look at all the money that was raised while I was there. Who are these people that put up... All the times we begged for money while I was president. Does it say something about a person who wants to put up a portrait of themselves? Exactly. I.e. Jim Fouts or say, Jim Nance? Ridiculous. Do you want a portrait of I yourself? need a portrait oh, to myself. Hanging in my own office there must, home. I must always be able to see the portrait of myself in my office at all times. <laughs> Just put up a fucking mirror. Anyone that enters this office must see the portrait of me that was painted <laughs> while I sat for an hour. I hope someone films this private ceremony because it sounds like a lot of the board members aren't going either. So it's going to be like, why would what? anyone go? <laughs> it's going to be a maintenance man just hanging it up and someone reading a statement. Can you imagine? We are contractually obligated to hang this portrait. Congratulations, former President Luana Simon. Why would anyone? Uh, you know, remember the, who was the president when that Nasser thing went down and she didn't handle it very well? Um, we're putting a portrait to her. We, you need to be there. I ain't fucking be there. there no. A portrait to that idiot? Oh, no. I part of her problem too. She has a very rememberable name, Luanna Simon. Lou Simon. Yeah, yeah. That's part of her her deal. Well, you know, in fifty years, people go. Oh, that's just another. So they walk by the some portrait sap that was president. <laughs> some sap. <laughs> they won't even know. Well, you don't care. You don't remember old university presidents. <laughs> you remember <laughs> Lee Bollinger? Oh, I remember them so well. No, I. Mary don't. Sue Coleman. She was president of Michigan, wasn't she? Yeah, so was Lee Bollinger. I don't remember Lee Bollinger. Did he get he transformed in trouble? the diag? Oh, a lot of people. A lot of people hated him. But I think that's part about being a university president. I'm not sure how you hate a university president so much. Look how much people hated Schlissel. Because he sent emails to a woman. No, who because he, didn't mind them at all. The students don't like him because he was very aloof. <laughs> I'm not joking. Wait, he looked like Steven okay. Spielberg. I saw the new president. He takes selfies with everyone. He's the greatest guy. I have said he this. He takes selfies with people. He's a great president of a university. I stood next to him on the field next to Dave Coulier. I, I have said this for a long time. I think one of the reasons they hired him over other people. I'm sure he, they everybody that applies has really good credentials, right? Yeah, kind of almost have to be. But I think they really liked him because of his social media presence and how he hangs out with the students, to which I think that could no, end up becoming a problem. That students. could end up becoming a big problem. Fuck yeah. No, I think, you know, the students want to be listened to and Schlissel never, never Nobody listens to the students. They don't okay, give a pretend. shit about the current students. You have it's to when you're an alumni and you have money to give, that's when they care about you. But only if you give money. Um, did you see the Aaron Judge 62 home run ball? Yeah, womp womp. Yeah, Corey Yeoman's I cannot believe this guy was offered $3 million, I guess, shortly after he caught the ball. He's like, no, I can do better. Yep. What? I kind of I kind of like that he let it ride. <laughs> what? Okay, well. He's still got a million and a quarter. I have to give him credit for saying that he would not exchange the ball for a couple of bats in a meeting with uh, Aaron Judge. <laughs> Right. How embarrassing that they even offer that to him. If he would have held on to this ball maybe a little bit longer without putting it up on auction, I think he would have had a bigger buyer. Um, Really? Don't you have to hit while it's hot? Yes. I I don't know. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't have turned down the $3 million. No. By the way. Money in the bank. How's that uh, Mark McGuire 70th home run doing? Todd McFarlane? Yeah. Paid $3 million for it. He's got money to burn. But 
in the story, they said it's not worth anywhere near that. Fuck no. So this guy's offered uh, $3 million. He turns it down, and then he took $1.5 million. Ooh, God, his wife must be yelling at him. Oh, one five. Okay. Yeah, but he blew one five. And how After much taxes? Uh, it's only, that's only like six hundred grand. Well, not to mention fees because you have to pay the auction house a nice, pretty penny. Mm-hmm. We're down to four hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, he was offered it directly too. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to pay any fees. And then another uh, sweet sports story: the Amari Stoudemire story. Oh, was, oh what happened? He got his uh, MBA at the University of Miami, and a couple hours later, he's with all this family, and his daughter uh, was disrespecting his grandma or her grandma. And so he punched his daughter Jeez. and slapped her several times. Drawing, I mean, she's bleeding from her nose. The and fuck? they called the police and he was arrested for disrespecting grandma. Oh, man. Or for hitting his daughter who was disrespecting Wait, grandma. Wait, so is he a hero for standing up for grandma? Or is he a loser <laughs> for beating his daughter? Okay, I guarantee you, if you read comments on this story, you'll find people saying, Well, it's about time somebody stood up to these disrespectful kids. She's, she was asking for it by ripping on grandma. She like, got what she deserved. All the people who supported Will Smith. Yeah. What the fuck? Exactly. That was bizarre. Well, really, he got what he deserved. It was a good idea on live TV to go up and hit yeah. a man in the face whose hands are behind his he was back. A- he was asking for it. And then go sit in like the fourth row, which is not your seat, and yell, Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! He was asking Twice. for it. That was also ML's defense for the tunnel. I mean, that guy was asking for it. That's why the Spartans beat him up. Tunnel gate. With their God. helmet. Fuck, they man. didn't all hit him with their helmet. Well, the one guy, the main guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, well they was got asking him good. for it. He was asking for it, so punish him to the full extent of the law for sure. There's no evidence of that, but whatever. Unlike this brat. Well, no, they said there is evidence of that. Didn't the defense attorney say that he's going to introduce? Yeah, some who's evidence? defense attorney? That guy from L.A. who just decided to write a letter? Yeah. Oh, that was, that's so funny. As soon as that defense attorney said that, by people, he can't even practice law in Michigan. <laughs> Well, he's just another clown entering the conversation, which I'm fine. He's I like clowns. Wasn't he their attorney, though, or he offered he to He said he was, him? but nobody, I don't think he's ever been in court for it. So, but if he was planning to, well, was he ever their lawyer? Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I don't know that if he That doesn't count what he said. <laughs> he's just another clown. In, he might okay. as well just have a sports show. Well, he's a clown because of what he said, first of all. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, no, so they're just going to, uh, yeah, they'll probably just plea it down, I would guess. Amari or the Spartans? No, the Spartan or, guys. Yeah. All right. Um, the, other sp- the other sports news, you see the Oakland Hills, they, their new clubhouse, remember the fire? Yeah. And they have come out with how much it's going to cost. Well, let me guess, $3 million. $80 million for, $80 million? For the whole upgrade, because they decided we're going to spend... You know, ton of money to upgrade this. Fifty million to replace the the clubhouse that was destroyed in the fire. Ninety thousand square feet. Fifty million. <laughs> How the fuck do you spend eighty million for a country club? Well, I'll, tell, I'll I'll get to that part if you really want to know because that's in the story that Tony Paul wrote for the Detroit News. The proposal that they've put out, if passed by the members, would work out to an additional forty two thousand in dues per member at a cost of one hundred and sixty five a month over twenty years, according to the source. Social memberships, including seniors and surviving spouses. It's a good thing there's never a recession or anything like that. <laughs> to pay. Well, I don't think recession hurts a lot of members of Oakland Hills. Uh, remember but. when they were begging people to join country clubs about sure. uh, 12 years Oakland ago? Oakland Hills is a different level, though. But So 165 a month for members, but then whatever the social members are, they have another 82 bucks a month they're going to have to pay if this proposal goes through. 
So fifty million for the clubhouse, eight point eight million for a maintenance barn. Is that a lot? <laughs> Come on. Is that a lot for a maintenance a barn? Maintenance barn. Wow, I only need like fifty thousand for my pole barn. I shouldn't have even said the word barn. Um, I think you know what. I, let me. Kidding, I right? could do this for less. I, I'm going into the country club reconstruction business. How much would you pay for site work and excavating? I, I would charge. I'm bidding I would charge two point five million. I'm bidding it out to you. Really? Well, they should go with you because it's five point nine million. Yeah, like I said, um, architect, engineer, and design work. You want to put a bid on that? Well, you can really bullshit your way into get a lot more money than you <laughs> ever spent work on. So I'm going to say. Um, I'll do that for two million. Oh, five point two is what they were. Oh, okay. At. See, I'm right in line. What how about bargain. how about furnishing the clubhouse? The clubhouse, ninety thousand square feet. You got to furnish. Okay, wait, ninety thousand square feet. My house is fourteen hundred square feet, so that's uh, fourteen hundred times about uh, sixty, about sixty-five, sixty-four to get rounded up to ninety. So, so I like that you're actually bidding so you it out. Furnish my house. Doesn't for cost I don't very much think at all. they're going to want it furnished the way you furnish your house. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, they might want John Legend. Or they John might want Lennon. some chairs. John Lennon pictures hanging up everywhere. I got, I got a Castellanos and a Scherzer jersey that cost a lot of money. Jersey would all be islands with TVs. I'm going to say. Okay, if um, I'll just say I spent twenty grand furnishing my house, which is really high, okay. way over what I spent way, for that's not any did, fucking yeah. thing. I mean, that's like ten of my Hundreds houses. Of billions of dollars. Um, let's say twenty. <laughs> so I got to multiply it times sixty, <laughs> and then I got to tad a nice little tip for myself. Sure, it's a lot of work. I'll do that for um. Two point five million. Four. Four million. Oh, okay. Wow. That's a little high for me, but uh billion two hundred trillion two hundred mm. billion dollars. I gotta make up what I'm losing on engineering and architecture. <laughs> General contractor overhead and insurance. This this number seems on point. I'm gonna let somebody else do this. Three, I, I, three I, I point get six too million. unfocused. <laughs> three point Okay. How about Drew, you just rebuild the first T, which is right outside the clubhouse and was destroyed in the fire. Just the T. First T is very important. Um it's the entranceway to the whole course. Yeah, I'm gonna spend a million dollars on the first T. Okay, one point three. Okay. So so I still get the bid. One point. I told you, I'm going to the business. I know what I'm doing. One point three to build a team. So I use a I smaller move? staff. <laughs> Um, and then there's a Hainer house off Maple Road, which uh, is the former president. And they decided they want to buy that as part of this for a million dollars. Wait, a house for what? One million to buy the Hainer house off Maple Road. The late Mike Hainer was the former club president. I, I don't Wait, know. Wait, so the president of Oakland Hills gets a million dollar house? Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's alive. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it says late president, so. Yeah, so they're going to they're stuff the new president in there? Or it's in the hole! It's a great question. I don't know. That's... <laughs> What's so hard about being the president? Okay, we need somebody to schedule the tea times. Well, you got to keep an eye. waitresses. You got to keep an eye on that caddy. Why can't golfers carry their own clubs? Got to have the caddy shack, and I'm done for the year. Remember that Woo! caddy that stole all that money? That president yes. failed to keep an eye on him. He wasn't a caddy. And then another half a million for financing and builder's insurance. So they're gonna, they're actually going to borrow $33 million to do it. The insurance payout, member at the insurance payout was fifty five. Fifty-five, and so they have to spend eighty. Well, they're going to spend another. Yeah, they're going to finance the rest of it because oh, you know they're they, all going to get hard-ons when they get the U.S. Open. Yep, but they so got to re- all get a boner for four days. They're going to spend another twenty-five million. They get, a, they get a chance to rebuild it and make it the way they want. So I don't think the- of all. 
puts a good stroke on it, and can you believe it? It's in! It's in! Mike W. drinking La Bosse Ice sinks it! All right, so we have, um, is there any more expenditures on there? No, that, that was it. Okay. That was it. So we're going to have uh, Gallagher after, and then uh, we're not doing a show tomorrow. Nobody's doing two shows in a row at this time of year. But I think we oh, may, really? may have really? one more show week. Okay. No, no, I don't want to do a show tomorrow. Okay. Really? You should sure? do two shows in a row. Fine with me. I like this new format. Well, I mean, is that before or after you realize that nobody wanted to work on Christmas Eve? <laughs> oh, well, that's out. I already canceled that. It's not that we don't want to work. I just I can't. Got family shit. Yeah, I, I thought there'd be more Lions excitement than that, but uh, you guys work. aren't on board. I want to work tomorrow. On the Christmas bandwagon. excitement. I want to work tomorrow. Why do you want to work tomorrow? Why do you want to work tomorrow? I am working tomorrow. You want to work for me? No. You want to go downtown? Oh, you want to work tomorrow so you don't have to work Tuesday, you mean? No, no. I, I thought we'd do shows all week. I'm going to What kind of sweatshop do you think this is? <laughs> it's Christmas time. <laughs> I have a five-month-old at home that's pooping everywhere. <laughs> you need to get out of the house. Yeah. Well, I definitely need to know the final the final show of the year because Dan Evans has once again sent in the uh, the annual. Oh, he's doing your work. Fart montage of oh. 2022. Every single fart that oh, apparently leaked out of my butt. Very and, important. Uh, no, that's that's something that needs to be planned ahead for. Yeah, that's so for sure. We'll have to know what the schedule is. All right. Um, the holidays can be expensive, and right now credit card interest rates are the highest they've been since 1996. So rather than run up ridiculous credit card bills over Christmas, or maybe you've already done that, you might want to try a free five-minute mortgage review with Hall Financial. It's all it takes to get you and your family in a better position this holiday season. Get the money you need now with a cash-out refi from Hall Financial. Call Financial 866-CALL-HALL. Chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. I'll have to tell you about this um, Documentary called Love Charlie about this restaurant tour. Yeah, I want to hear it. Class. We got another documentary for you too. Uh, don't pick up the phone on Netflix. Have you People watched it? Yeah, I have that been watching it. Line. I have been watching it. I remember. Do you remember calling that McDonald's? Yeah, I remember when this all went down, yeah. and I. It's just so crazy, stupid, fucked up. Like, why does anyone listen to someone on the phone doing that? Why don't Because the maintenance guy comes in and goes, what is this? Well, it, you're not a cop, are you? Come on, if you're a cop. Fuck you. Bye. That happened multiple times because it always takes someone to come in in the middle of the insanity to go, wait, this is fucked up. So as, the guy who's on the phone with the fake cop, and when he says, okay, I want you to have her give you a blowjob now, yeah. he just goes, oh, fucking cool. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, <laughs> that guy paid the price. Of, but I was thinking of you because how far into it are you? I think I was in the second episode. One of the reasons he got busted is what he was wearing on the tape. Did you notice that? They noticed the stripe on his pants. He had oh. cop pants on. Oh. Cop <laughs> pants? Like, Drew, you can't wear your cop pants. Yeah, boy. Well, use the Amazon portal. People are still doing some Christmas shopping, I bet. So, anyway, we'll see you maybe, I don't know, Tuesday or so. It's crazy. Hey, Mark, what do you call uh, Gallagher? Do you just call him Gallagher? Or you call him Ron? I don't know. How personal do you want to get? With? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it seems kind of funny just to call someone Gallagher, doesn't it? It's kind of weird. It does, Lane. He is a... He but is he a, is Gallagher. I mean... It's like Madonna. You know, he's one of those one-name people. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ron. 
Hello? Ron was the name of my brother that I sued in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, there you go. <laughs> I just said, what do I call him, Gallagher or Ron? Or what? I'm sorry. After 30 years, I thought that was clear to most of the people in show business. Okay, well, I apologize. Yeah. How you doing? Well, I don't really wake up really chipper. Yeah, I get that. Well, also, you called me my brother's name. Well, I had to sue and cost me a couple hundred thousand dollars to get the guy to quit doing what I allowed him to do to begin with. And no good deed goes unpunished. Well, I, I'm sure you, you can trust me when I tell you I, I was sincerely sorry about that, and I wish it had not happened. Well, how did the weekend go with the material that I recorded? I was looking forward to hearing how that went. I don't know. I'm not sure what you're talking about. We, we don't know what you're talking about. We haven't seen anything. We have no idea what you're talking about. I, so. I wasn't on your radio station all no. weekend. No, 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 not at all. It I, was a clear channel station. No. Are you oh, well, we're that's not, not, we're not a clear channel. We're not. That's got the wrong station. Oh, wait a minute. If this isn't actually the weekend before the show. Okay. I'm doing Big Flats Jamestown this weekend. Right. So we were going to enter. We were going to have an interview. Yeah, that's all I was told. All right. All right. All right. Okay. How you doing, Mr. Gallagher? Just fine. <laughs> How's the tour Good. going? Well, you know, my whole life is a tour. It's not like I'm supporting an album or pushing a movie that's just come out. This is what I do for a living. Yep. It's just smashing away. Just smashing away. So you, you're, you're still doing the watermelon stuff? Of course. I don't think I could stop, you know. I would like to stop and just do my really smart jokes that are really funny, you know. I feel um, like I'd love to be Dave Letterman or Jay Leno or any of the other monologists that just stand up. But, uh, you know, originally it was a satire. You were supposed to... Notice how smart I was to make fun of Ron Popeil, but everybody just really liked the fact that I smashed food, no matter what the reason. Well, I yeah. always love seeing people get uh, get nailed by it, but of course they get the plastic in the front rows. I don't think that's fair. I don't think I'd be in this business 30 years if it only hit the front row. It goes to about L, M, or N. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, um, where are you about playing? 500 people end up going home with honey. I don't think watermelon is really, once they get there, they realize that watermelon don't fly as far as cottage cheese. Are you in California today, Gallagher? Yeah. Uh, what's the attitude out there about the uh, Jackson verdict? I know I'm pretty stunned. I thought he at least gave alcohol in the little Jesus juice cans to the kids. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, I don't know how he could not have done that. It seemed like they liked the maid's testimony, and I think she was the one that said it's always around the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was amazed. I thought surely he was going to get something, and then watching the jury. Uh... I guess it must be illegal to point your finger. She, they found her guilty of irritating. <laughs> yeah, snapping her fingers. You know, I started the whole thing in probably 1980. I said uh, Michael Jackson was weird to go around wearing one glove singing Beat It. I invented a lot of jokes that DJs use. Um, the one about... Hollywood's a bowl of granola, what ain't fruits and nuts is flakes. I started that one. These are classic jokes. People don't know. You know, they just think I'm a guy who smashes watermelons. Right. And they don't realize the classic. You started all this. 
I did. Well, I, I started stupidity, uh, you know, because I'm not a black or a lesbian. It's hard or a Jew. It's hard for people to feel sorry for me. So I picked on uh, stupid people, and um, nobody was doing that at the, when I started. Well, it, it took. I, we got three emails today talking about uh, Hollywood being the land of fruit and nuts. So there you go. You did. Yep. yep. Because of the verdict. Yeah. Right. I said that. Uh, Con is the opposite of pro, so Congress is the opposite of progress. And I said that they shouldn't call it social security, they should call it so-so security. I was the first one to point out that Frankie Valley sings walk like a man, talk like a man, he sings like a woman. <laughs> and of course I, I started the classic questions kind of thing that uh, Stephen Wright made into his entire act. Things like what makes Teflon stick to the pan, and if your knees bent the other way, what would a chair look like? Uh, I think he heard those jokes and kind of ran with them and did a whole act uh, out of that. And Shamu has stole my act, too, when you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they would have never allowed the crowd to be splashed if I hadn't done it for Yeah. And I've just been to the, the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas, and they built an entire theater to drop kids into the water uh, and splash people. But they hand out towels there. What do you what do you think of that place? By the way, I, I keep hearing about it. Is it is it just incredible the wind yeah. uh, wind place? Yeah. Yeah. Does it put the Bellagio to shame? No, I think it's equal to the Bellagio. Okay. But I love the sign. His sign out by the road shows that uh, you can always do something more. Where is that, by the way? Where in the strip? Up from the where the Sands was, which is um, the Venetian now, and it's across from the shopping center. <clears throat> it's where they used to be the Desert Inn. Uh, okay. Yeah. The golf course. It really makes you feel old when the buildings you used to work in are tore down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. And aren't there anymore. I worked through four owners of the sand. Wow. Started with uh, Howard Hughes. You know what's funny, though, Gallagher? When you, you when you lose your hair young like I did, and I assume, when did your hair start falling out? I'm the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you, you uh, age at a much slower pace when you lose your hair when you're young. I looked at some of my videotapes from 1980, and I had the same few hairs on top. Those are really sturdy hairs. They stayed with me 25 years, and they just, I, I don't know why everybody died all around them. Yeah. <laughs> plugged into some kind of uh, vein that's giving them food. Isn't that I got something? one hair on top. My head's about a foot long. <laughs> doesn't know to quit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because I would not have thought you would have played in Vegas for that long. So when did you? When's the first time you played Vegas? My career started in 1980 when I worked with Kenny Rogers. Um, as his opening act, then everybody knew who I was, and then I started to just rent places and work on my own. And then, because I had a lot of material, I worked on Make Me Laugh, and uh, I did w one or two shows for Showtime. 
and then more people came. But it really started just from my live act. How did you like Kenny? Uh, I didn't think he was warm and fuzzy myself. Really? Uh, he, he, he wouldn't come until the second half. And so I knew if he wasn't there, I could do anything I wanted. And so I quit being the exact opening act. And instead, I would let uh, Dottie West was supposed to be the second act. Mm-hmm. But I would introduce her right away. I would tell them, I'm going to go out there and just assemble everybody. And then I'm going to introduce Dottie. And then when she's done, I'll come back and finish off the first half. And Kenny never knew because he didn't come in his plane until uh, halftime. Well, that's right. Second, yeah. And it worked out better because then I could make a mess after Dottie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when you say it wasn't real warm and fuzzy, just what, he didn't take much interest in the uh, people who played with him on the tour? Right. He sure likes the ladies, though, doesn't he? He likes a couple of young ones. Yeah. I guess. I read a pretty wild story about him. I have no idea if it was true, but... Um... He was one of his one of his, well I assume it must have been his wife busted him pretty good he had some kind of a beeper system set up uh, whereby yeah he, he likes to talk on the phone <laughs> yeah he does <laughs> yeah she wasn't too happy about it not not too long after that I think he ended up getting divorced and he's on marriage number uh, I don't know what three four five something like that now. Yeah, he just starts over with a young girl. Well, that's, I don't know, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, you should, well, all these songs are about love. you got to be in, be a lover to sing about love. Are yeah. they, how are the Gallagher groupies, by the way? They are about 55 years old, <laughs> and they really just want to pinch your butt. <laughs> so they say they want to take a picture with me, and then while we're standing there for the picture, they grab my butt. I see. As you just always wonder, you know, we've always had comedians complain that there really aren't any groupies for comedians, which I don't believe, first of all. But then, um, I don't know, for a, Gall- for a Gallagher show, that that's even more confounding. 55. They're 55 years old. Why? I'm a cute little guy. <laughs> Plus, I talk about sex. I, I, I was the first guy to talk about the difference between men and women, that, that men can walk past the shoe store and that men don't wash new sheets because uh, they're new, they smell new. Why, why would we wash them? Uh, I said women buy shoes to keep other women from having them. <laughs> uh, I said the women save us money by spending it. They buy it on sale at, uh, you know, 10% off and put it on a credit card at 18%. Yeah, yeah, really so true. And yeah. uh, they shave their eyebrows off and paint them back in. I've never understood that. That's yeah, a horrible look. They make up to, to make their face one color even though it doesn't match their neck. Yep. And they use toilet paper when they don't even poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got and, it. Uh, you know, and other comedians saw the success of that, and they continued. It is hard for a, for a middle-class, middle-aged white guy to be a comedian because you don't have that uh, I feel sorry for you factor. Before I started, you know, it was mostly Jewish guys were comics. Yes. And Italians. Mm-hmm. And they talked about big families and uh, and inside religious things and uh, and they didn't touch the people. That was a big no-no. And uh-huh. so for me to make a mess and touch people and talk about these other areas, it was hard to get on television. And so I really needed cable, or I probably uh, would have never been real, real famous. Well, it sure did work. And can I ask you about your brother, Gallagher? Yeah. 
Um, what what happened with him? Because he was doing your act at one time, and I never understood that in the first place. Was it one of these things where you just said, "Look, I'm I'm tired now," and you sold your act to him? No, I have about ten hours of material. And I was working always on new stuff. And I said to my brother who didn't have a job, why don't you do my old classic jokes, why do you drive on a parkway and park on a driveway, Right. kind of jokes that I did in my first three or four specials in out-of-the-way places that I can't go because they're too small. Oh, now I remember. It's all coming back to me. And all he had to do was stay out of my way, because I do about 100 shows a year, and I would never be in a little place, like up in the Upper Peninsula. Houghton? Houghton? Houghton, right. Up there? I've done three shows up there. Now, each one of them, I said, why did my brother come here? (laughs) (laughs) So when your brother went there, would people think that he was you, or would he say, "Uh, by the way, I'm a lookalike, we're twins, Uh, you never know? For five years, he worked with Tom Sobel, who owns the comedy club in Louisville, Kentucky, and was a friend of mine, and they advertised truthfully. Uh But my brother angered his staff, and they didn't want to work with him anymore. And so he got with some producers who decided instead of $10 a ticket, let's charge 20 then they'll think it's Gallagher, and we'll make twice as much money. And uh, when he had to do an interview with guys like you, they'd ask him, he'd have to come up with a reason. That, and so he'd say that I'd retired, that I'd sold the act, or I just got out of drug rehab. And that started all of the confusion in the market because people would look on my website and they would notice that I was doing a show somewhere else in the United States on the night that he was doing a show. And so the website kind of ruined his scam. How could he have possibly... First of all, he doesn't come out before the show like I do to sign autographs. Then they played the music really loud so that the people couldn't talk to each other before the show and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the rumor get around. Then they took the tickets over the phone and put them on credit cards and brought the credit card slip to the show and made you sign it as you went in. So everybody felt as though they'd paid already and they couldn't get their money back. <laughs> well, it seems to me like you did him a pretty nice uh, service. I mean, that was a That's real... what I said. No good deed goes unpunished. He didn't have a job, and I wanted him to... <laughs> To feel what it was like to make people laugh. If you just say my jokes when people are drinking, they're, they're good jokes. <laughs> and, uh, and you'll get a laugh. They're classic observations. What if we're not drinking, Gallagher? Well, try this one. People say to eat before you go to the grocery store. That way you don't buy so much. Well, that don't work at the liquor store. If you go there drunk, you buy everything they got. <laughs> and... Uh, these are the kind of observations. Two wrongs don't make a right. Three rights make a left. <laughs> Smoking stunts your growth. That's why men do it after sex. I had a lot of jokes, and I couldn't go around the rest of my life saying the same jokes. I'm a writer. I needed to work on new material, and I thought this was a, a great way of... Um, well, I think the small market idea is a great idea, too, because it really spreads out. I mean, towns like that don't get to see a lot of uh, good material. They don't get to see a lot of the bigger acts. So it really why makes... why not? I mean, you know, and then smacking food is smacking food. Yeah. All he had to do was say my good old jokes, 
and smack some food in uh, a ballroom of a small Holiday Inn, some out-of-the-way place, and make 500 tickets times $10, 5000 bucks, pay his expenses, do 100 shows, you'd make a couple of hundred thousand dollars. So he was being paid pretty handsomely. Sure. Well, it not was... to mention he didn't have to think, he didn't have to write. It was... It just didn't pan out. No. So then, yeah, so he came to Detroit. That's that's when it first came to our attention was when he, he came, came to, to Detroit. Detroit. And they were going to do a, a millennium show on in 2000. My office was getting so many calls on people asking, was it really going to be me on millennium New Year's Eve? And so then that's when I went into federal court there in Detroit and sued him under patent and copyright laws. And you won? Yeah. Well, he really blew it, didn't he? I mean, so what's he doing now? I don't know. I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> no kidding. You haven't talked to him since? No. Well, that's, that's a shame. I have, my family is really my fans. I've got millions and millions of people who love me. I don't need to talk to him just because we happen to have the same mother. Well, that's a shame that it didn't work out with you. I mean, you gave the guy every chance in the world, and uh, it sounds like he got a little greedy. And But I have a lovely life. Well, uh, sorry about the confusion, and... Um... I'm glad we did finally get together this morning. Motown. I used to say Motown. They call it Motown because you desperately need most schools, most police, most jobs, most safe neighborhoods. <laughs> you can use that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Gallagher, thanks for the time, man. All right. Okay, All right, bud. Bye-bye. See ya. We'll talk to you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. God. Oh, boy. Okay. That is so weird that he sold that act to his brother. It's really, you know, when you think about it, though... I mean, it was a ballsy thing to do. Uh, certainly, it sounds like the brother could pull it off, which, you know, i got to tell you, I, to imagine my brother doing this job, I, I mean, I cannot imagine my brother doing this job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not the kind of job that you could expect somebody to just do. And stand-up comedy is the same way, although the jokes are the same every night. You know, it's kind well, of like, with him, yeah, because they're all written, it's the same. It's the same act. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically scripted, just to execute it. But what an a-hole. If he looks like him, says the same words, it would be. Except with my brother, I didn't have any problems. But I think the big joke is one Gallagher is too many, much less two. <laughs> the idea that there's two doing this is just absolutely asinine. Yeah, yeah, that's his problem. He's a nut. <laughs> but you've seen, uh, you've seen the black Gallagher, right? Yes, I have. That's, that's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. What a scream, and that's just right on. He's um, <laughs> right on. Shooting the watermelon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With a gun ends up killing the guy in the front row. Yeah, it goes, the goes these... right through the watermelon into the guy in the front row. And yeah. he runs off stage. Yeah. Right. The same guy that earlier was just going nuts and cheering, his mouth wide open, mm-hmm. loving it. Well, uh, I didn't uh, I didn't know the guy was going to feel so uh, so hurt by that whole confusion at the beginning, but geez, oh, Pete. I, I don't know what kind of a buzzsaw that was. That I wasn't was sure. Weird. I wasn't sure we were going to get past that one. Yeah. I really wasn't worried about it. <laughs> I wasn't either. I think that's the only reason it worked. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can see why he'd be pissed, but at yeah. the same time... Well, on the other hand, it's like, come on, give me a break. We didn't start all this confusion. You're the one that started it all with your brother and letting him do the act and cause, causing the problem to begin with. It's not our, our job to keep it all straight. Plus, in the end, he was going to be on the losing. He was going to be on the losing end of that battle. Well, it's his show. I mean, right. If, and, and this business about recording stuff, I don't know what the hell he was talking about. No, it turns you know, out it's another station. station. Yeah. So. so he can't keep that straight. And we took a faceful full. Of that, yeah. For that.
But we took it like men. Yeah. Unlike him. Yeah, that's it. And Well, I'm hauling off and whacking it, and I'm putting it in a great big bowl. <laughs> Gallagher on the riff. 